What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of Incognita Podcast. This is the show where we dive into exciting topics such as unexplainable phenomena, history, folklore, murders, hauntings, and sometimes have heated debates on if it's acceptable to eat a pizza with a knife and fork. There's only one right answer to that question, but that is much later in the show. I'm joined with my fellow co-hosts, Gabe and Michael. And we want to provide the best podcast content possible for you. So please, if you have any suggestions or want to talk to us directly, don't hesitate to chime in on the conversation by adding our socials and messaging us directly. Gabriel, would you please kindly direct them to the links? Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, So if you just hit up our Twitter, um, at IncognitaCast on Twitter, um, our pinned tweet has all of our socials on it. And so... Hopefully, we're going to get some video in here soon for you guys. So we'll have, you know, clips on TikTok and behind the scenes stuff on Snapchat and Insta, um, things like that. So hit us up. Awesome. Awesome. And like always, we want to start the show off with a fresh conversation on our past week. So, Michael, how was your week? Uh, it's good, man. It was, it was real good. I uh, took a nap, right? <laughs> hey, hey! Taking naps as an adult—that's a win. Fire, dude. That's a win. Like I want to, like I can't take a nap. Like it's like past four or five because I feel so miserable feel waking s- up. Yeah, same. But like twelve o'clock is like the best. Wake up at one. Like, yeah. You took a nap today? Yeah, I took a nap. <laughs> <laughs> I took a nap today. No, I took a nap yesterday. Yeah, oh, yesterday. Yeah. But uh, after you got off work? Yeah. I usually take naps when I get off work. Fridays? Fridays. Remember when we had mats and stuff in pre-K? Uh-huh. I had nap time. Dude, we totally took that for granted. I, I regret it so much. Dude, I never took a nap in kindergarten. I can, <laughs> I can count how many naps I took in kindergarten on one hand. <laughs> Same, dude. We took it for granted was, for sure. I was an idiot. Oh, my God. You we all I mean? were. <laughs> hey, you know what they say? Youth is wasted on the young. Who said that? Actual. <laughs> you know what they say? Once an adult, twice a child. It's true. I'm still a child. Same. So once a child, once a child. <laughs> a what child else do you do, Michael? Uh, nothing really, man. Just chill, research, and all that stuff. Yeah, nothing really exciting going on this week. No. Michael takes this. I was honestly, I was very inspired. Michael took. Michael's taking this very seriously. Um, yeah, yes. Since last week's podcast, he inspired me too. Yeah, no, like Monday came, yeah. like Monday came around at work, and like the first thing he said, oh, "I got to start researching today, bro." It's like we just recorded <laughs> Saturday. It's Saturday. It's Monday, mm-hmm. and he's like, "No, nah, I got to get it done, dude." And I'm like, "Hey, bro, you know yeah. you're a better man than me." This man's on his grind because I have to find it interesting to look, you know, to look up, it, look it up, and stuff to actually want to pursue yeah, the like, topic. I don't want to like be like a yeah. homework. Like, at first, yeah. it was like it was so easy because it was like. You could just find anything. Oh, right. I had a lot of top of my head now. Yeah. And now it's like you got to actually look for stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Which is pretty cool, though. It's so hard to find, when you find something. Yeah. But I got some good topics, man. I got some. I know. Good. I look forward to your topics. I'm going to say the best one for last, though. It's kind of creepy. So. Okay. Cool. I like the haunted stuff, too. Gabriel? Man, dude, you know, uh, it's a new month. September. It's my birthday month. Same. Hey, September 18th. Uh, yeah. September uh, 27th. I'm ready to go to dude. <laughs> I'm just joking, dude. 27. Now, now 
You what, July 16th, bro? <laughs> uh, say that, dude. I'm ready to go then, bro. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait. So oh, yeah, that's we're gonna be fun. probably going to skip a week in the podcast because the 18th of Saturday we'll be out of town. 18th. Unless, okay. we're, unless y'all want to record on the yeah. road. But I we don't have, we literally have no more backups, so we might have to record another one. What do y'all think? I don't care. It's up to y'all. Yeah. whatever. doesn't matter. Um, I mean, we've been putting them out every week. And consistently. Like consistently, and we're, I think the algorithm will pick up on it. We're like a week back though, right? Yeah, we still have, like I still have one this reserve. One, and then, yeah, one reserve. We could uh, do it on a Sunday. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah, whatever. That's we don't have to make it like a super long one. We could just have one topic or something. Yeah. And we could talk about it later. Yeah, but a little short one. Yeah, a short one. Just one topic would be perfect. Yeah. But like I said, new month. So, uh, you know, your boys out there manga shopping. Uh, Again? For the month. Uh, I bought a shitload <laughs> yesterday. I bought, let's see, three, five. <laughs> I bought like nine new mangas yesterday. That's a lot of money, bro. It is. It sounds that's, like it. You know, that's like a hundred bucks. Uh, about hundred twenty. Dang. Yesterday. How much do they go for? Um, anywhere, How much is this one on the th- table? This one was thirteen. So anywhere between ten and thirteen. How many volumes did you buy? Uh, I said about nine. Nine. Oh, this volumes. one. Though. Oh, this one I only bought two. Oh, okay. And then um, I bought I bought like three, four different, uh, four different series. I finished Fire uh, Fire Punch is a series I was collecting. Mm-hmm. Um, so I finished that. There's only um eight volumes of that and i got the last three that i needed so is my, it better than on the phone like having the physical oh my absolutely i remember you used to read it on the phone a lot dude and like my hand starts to cramp and shit but yeah, i have all eight volumes of fire punch um which is great it's my first completed series so i'm pretty proud of that and i'm glad it was that one because it's it's a really good story is it yeah. is there an anime on it no <clears throat> okay um, actually the uh, the creator of the manga his his uh his second work chainsaw man is getting an anime um, that looks awesome. Here pretty soon. So, uh, but this this one's kind of graphic, man. There's like rape scenes in it and stuff. Oh and shoot! People are getting their limbs chopped off, and I mean, that Chainsaw Man's pretty gory, um, but nowhere near the level of Fire Punch. It's way worse. Pause it. So yeah, so uh, I'm really excited. Fire Punch, my first uh, series. It's crazy good um and then chainsaw man i i'm caught up on that i got all six volumes out so far that one's really good out so far in english i love the artwork on it oh yeah no definitely um this dude knows how to write a story he knows how to make uh draw really good characters but okay so but i can tell you right now the art elevation from fire punch to chainsaw man is extremely apparent really? um, yeah he's doing some double page spread stuff that like oda would do or um Hmm. the guy that draws the art for one punch man like those kind of double page spreads that look awesome Dude, those are so that, sick that's what that guy's doing and so it's cool i wish i could draw it's like a lot of detail yeah i've uh, been listening to music you know got Same. some got some albums that dropped this past donda. week donda and certified, certified lover, lover boy, boy. Uh, again not my it's my boy drake uh, i don't know dude. We'll, we'll, we'll get into that which but. one was your favorite donda why because musically it was more interesting than Certified Lover Boy. Okay, that's respectable. So opinion. like, okay. <clears throat> oh, you know what? How was your week? Oh well, I, that's all I was gonna talk about. I just basically listen to music, listen to the new albums. I didn't really have an eventful week. Just work, mow the lawn. That's something you get excited about when you're older. Yeah. And you own a house. 
<laughs> just mowing I'm, the lawn. I'm a homeowner, dog. Hey, that's what I'm saying. You, you know? need to get you a weed eater. I do. I need to get a lawnmower. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you the good brands. Right. I got some. <laughs> I got a lawnmower if you need one. Okay, cool. Yeah, for sure. Um, but certified lover boy. Why did you like it? I know. I I thought it was. I thought it was great. It was a good album. Uh-huh. Um, I give it eight out of ten. Okay. Um, that's but fair. for bro, one day being out. <laughs> I don't think you understand. I take my, I take my critiquing of music extre- very seriously. Okay, let me ask you this: What's one album in your lifetime that you heard, you thought it was trash, you went back to it, and then it was like, "Oh, this is a classic." Oh my! If not years later, I'm gonna get hate for this one, bro, because I am the biggest J Cole fan. One of them. I love Cole. He's my favorite artist of all time. Number one will never be dethroned. Okay. And that is for your eyes only. My first initial listen oh to no listen. My first, I was like, man, this is it's not what I wanted. I was expecting because you're talking about 2014 Forest Hills Drive is oh yeah that's... is a classic album, right? So we're coming off of that into for your eyes only. I'm like, oh bro, it's like having a a speech, having to go talk after Martin Luther King just blew up the stage. Like if he just gave a speech, right. and you had to follow him, that's what 2014 right. Forest Hills Drive was. But look, here's the thing though, is is mu- this is what I, this is what I love about music. And I, I'm a I love anime, I love manga, I love baseball, but I love music. like music is my shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I take Same. my I take my critique in the music very seriously. So even though Certified Lover Boy has only been out for a day, I've already listened to it four or five times. Okay. Like over, like str- no no skips, straight through, because I want to digest it. As much as possible before I make an opinion on it, right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, for your eyes only. At the time that I listened to it, I, I was in a certain part of my life, obviously. Um, and then when you go to a different stage of life, your 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 opinion changes, your views change, and you you consume it in a different way. So um, that's what I mean. That's what it was for me. I, I didn't at first. It wasn't what I had wanted because I wanted something more like. Did you want bangers? I wanted. I didn't think it was lyrical enough, but now hindsight's 2020. It it's very lyrical. You just have to take the time to listen to it. I'll give you that point because it had like two songs, one about um finding his love. Yeah. You know, and then one about having his daughter. Yeah. And how those were like the two most beautiful things. And at the time I didn't have either. Right. And well, I still don't have a daughter, but you know, so it wouldn't make as much sense. What are you hitting that, dog? I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but when Immortal hit, tell me Immortal. Oh, oh my God, dude. That last verse is generational. Okay. Forever. Folding Clothes is probably my favorite song on that whole album. Dude, I, I agree. I like yeah. that that song, even though most people didn't. I know. Like, it's, it's just, it was weird that most people did it because I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, dude. We get copyright, dude. Nah, we're on Spotify. We're good. You know what's weird? You can actually use Spotify for your intros. Like you can use songs. Mm-hmm. It's weird because well, you're on the Spotify platform. Oh, but, I know but you gotta know look, that you gotta look at like um, YouTube reviews and stuff. Like, um, like I watch a lot of album reviews, so like they do like listen throughs. Yeah. But they don't play the whole song. Obviously, they play like clips of it, and so if it's like under so many seconds. Oh, really? Then you can you won't get copyright mm. claimed. I didn't know that. Um, but Folding Clothes, Change. Actually, no, Change. Oh, Change, my, dude. Change is my favorite song. I remember I memorized Michael that whole, memorized that whole song. Just so when we go to that concert. Do <laughs> you still know it? Uh, yeah. 
like you could pick up on it. I have to listen. You'd probably to stumble remember. a little I bit. Forgot the, I forgot the what the words are. Yeah, that was such a good song. Yeah, but we went to that concert together. He, he looked at me, bro. <laughs> he looked at me. He <laughs> rapped at me, dude. Yeah, hey, that's funny. But at the end of the day, though, Certified Lover Boy is the same album Drake's been making since. Oh Take my Care. god! I'm sorry. Musically, it was not as interesting as Donda. Can you pull up uh, Drake's albums? Donda. Donda, Donda. You're I'm, not, talk- I'm not saying, because Kanye, whatever he's doing, it's working. Because yeah. he's got millions of fans go crazy. I'm not saying he's a bad artist at all. Right. I'm just saying I like Certified Lover Boy better. Okay. And that's okay. Right, that's fine. But I want you to just, <clears throat> like, I understand. Okay, so let's, let's look at Take Care as, like, the base. Okay. Okay. That's like what he's known so for. That's he, his that's it's his only classic, classic. album. So Okay, let's not get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> so then so then so you can you can put take care into two baskets, right? Okay. Hip hop and R and B. Yes. And he morphs them together. Beautifully. Like and, no one ever did. Right. Exactly. I, I okay. can't deny that. Every album after that is is either super heavy hip hop with sprinkles of R and B or vice versa. But you're saying that he didn't ever step out of his comfort zone. He didn't. Okay. Okay. Look at More Life. Let- that was like, it had like a Jamaican feel. Like it had that. Yeah, but it's still hip-hop. That was out of there. No. And I didn't like it at first, but then I ended up liking it later. <clears throat> okay. Scorpion. That was like total R&B. No, Scorpion is... Take- it's half heart R&B, half rap. Scorpion's take care of putting it into a deluxe album. You think so? He's way more mature at this point. He, yeah. has, he makes some songs that just... I, I just... I, I want to hear... Like, okay. It took Cole how many years to find, like, his sound? Like, you know what I mean? Okay, but if you're comparing people to Kanye... Okay, no, but... Kanye makes all sorts of different... He can he, be left, he, he can be right, he can be up, he can be down. Yes. So, no one's going to compare to that. Right, that's what I'm saying. So, so, when it came to keeping my interest, like... Okay. Musically, yeah, it was done. Okay, I can see that. But that's fair. That's not to say that there were some tracks on here, um, on Certified Lover Boy that I, I did not go crazy over. Okay, so I was going through the album. I was leaving work. I got in my car from work, right, and I and, and I listened to three, I had like three songs left or four songs left, whatever it is, and I saw You Only Live Twice on there. Mm-hmm. With Rick Ross and Wayne, mm-hmm. and I scream at the top of my lungs in my car. Dope, right? Before I even heard the fucking song, oh, I, okay. was, I was screaming. Uh-huh. And I put it on, and it was awesome. Right? It was a yeah. good song. And I, I didn't do that for any. Okay, I did that for the feature of Jay Z's. You know, he's a, he's the second song in on Kanye's mm-hmm. album, the feature, and for Travis's Travis Scott's um, feature too. I did that for those, but. Number one, Kanye didn't put any. He just, even on Spotify now, there's not features listed. Yeah, he just I, has them in the song. Which though. I love that. I okay, so because you get distracted by the feature when when J Cole, right? Because you're listening for it. Yeah. But when J Cole put his album out initially, and there was no features on it initially, bro. When I heard that Moray song with Twenty One, I'm telling you, I went wild <laughs> in my in my room. Right, like it's a surprise. Like I was dead tired, and I was like listening to it. And I was like, "Yeah, this is good, this is good." I'm like falling asleep, and then I hear fucking, I hear more. I was like, "Is that more?" And then I hear twenty one times. I was like, "Motherfucker, let's go!" <laughs> oh boy, it's hilarious. It was great, but but I think one thing we can both agree on is their album covers are trash. They are trash. Both albums. 
covers. They're but awful. I think Drake's is being remade like so many times. Have you seen them? Yeah. Like I know we're kind of running long on this intro, so we'll we'll cut it short here in a second. But yeah. um, I feel like Drake's is more situational music. Like you can play his while you're riding in the road, just chilling. You could play his when you're in the club. You could play his when you're about to make love. You yeah. Can, like, but that's that that's what makes him artist of the decade, and 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 that's what makes him. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I play that. Oh, it's hilarious. Oh, uh, but but so that's what makes him artist of the decade is he makes music that's can, can cross generations, it can cross genres, it can yeah. you know what I mean. And so like, but it that's it's so basic that it's easy for it to do that. Well, okay, Scorpion took me a month to like. I heard it one time through and never listened to it again. A month later. Like, let me give it another listen. Yeah, but look. And, dude, it's one of my favorite no, albums of album. all time. But you have to understand is people like me and you, the way we listen to music is different from everybody else. And you can't deny that. It's true. I mean, I don't want to say I'm special or anything. No, but we're okay. But, yeah, I know what you mean. There's, I can count on one hand how many people I can get to an, an intellectual conversation on music about, and you're one of them. Like, I can't, you don't, nobody talks about music the way y'all you know we talk about music it, yes. it's just a, not even my little brother i love him to death but he doesn't talk to about music the way i talk about music mm-hmm. it's just it's it's not i've seen your brother's music hey he put me on some he put me on like coda he put me on logic yeah you know he put me on like kyle it took me stuff. the longest to like logic for some reason but i love him now tits tits is his best it is, it's a classic album okay Certified Lover Boy has been out for a day. Let's just give it. Let's give it a month, and we'll come back to this conversation. Okay. That's and fine. Donda, because I've only heard Donda once. Donda. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. Because okay, but anyway, I guess we should get into stuff. Yeah. Michael, you want to go first? Yeah. <clears throat> All right. My name is Michael. All right, guys. <laughs> All right, guys. Hey, so I made a a dating profile app. Hey. Hey. Trying try try something new, man. Do you match anyone? Uh, yeah. I can you talk about that in your intro. You should have talked about that. I forgot, dude. I can't believe Tinder's paid for it now. You have to pay it's for it. It's a pay to win thing, dude. It's pay stupid. to win. <laughs> for real. It really is. So How stupid. much do you have to pay? I don't know. It was like three prices, like a gold membership. You better get the stuff. platinum, the no, most man. expensive. I ain't trying to pay, dude. <laughs> pay for love? Yeah. You're going to pay for love either way, so. <laughs> All right. So, one of my topics. <clears throat> Is children who remember their past lives. Let me let me just pull that Dang. up. It's deep. Um so in May nineteen fifty seven, okay. A British couple who lived in Whitney Bay, which was east of Hexman, Hexham. Mm-hmm. And the parents' name was Florence and John Pollock. And they had two daughters. Mm-hmm. One was Joanna Pollock, who was 11 years old, and Jacqueline Pollock, who was 6 years old. And Jacqueline had a scar on her forehead when she had an accident. And Joanna, she had a birthmark on her hip, right? Hmm. So remember that. Okay, birthmark and the scar. 
So basically, they were on their way to church when a drugged out driver ran right into them. Killed, instantly killed the youngest daughter, mm -hmm. and the other daughter died on the way to the hospital. The parents survived, but the daughters didn't. So the parents, well, the girl that was drugged out basically took her own life out of like, you know. Like um, uh, she felt bad. She felt so bad, like yeah, it was like, eating her up. Okay. So she took her life. A few years later, the mother became pregnant again and gave birth to two twin girls whose name was Jillian and Jennifer. Jennifer had a small birthmark on her forehead that mimicked a scar. Oh, shoot. And Gillian, is it Gillian or Jillian? Probably Jillian. Jillian. Jillian <laughs> had a birthmark on her left hip, which the younger daughter had. Yeah. They would call their toys the same names that the previous kids yeah. would name their toys. Dang. Later, the family relocated back to their old hometown, which was near Hextown. Mm -hmm. And when the girls got older, they seemed to remember Hextown in details, despite not growing up in that small town. Dang. When the girls were four years old, they pointed out and named landmarks they have seen before, like schools, playgrounds, like where Jacqueline and... Joanna used, used to go to, play. and a playground, which was their favorite place to go. And then Florence, which is the mother, she had stored the late girl's toys out of sight. She hid them from them. Mm -hmm. And the twins started to ask for those toys back. So the toy she hid was basically the previous child's toys, mm. you know? Mm -hmm. And then, you know, the twins now, the new ones, are asking for those toys, which how they knew about it, you know? Yeah, they never seen it. They never seen it. <clears throat> it was almost after this. Well, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy, right? That is like <laughs> that's far from coincidence. Yeah. yeah. So they were able to name their toys by their names previously given to them, and they even divided the toys up exactly as their sisters did. They also referred to the fact that the toys came from Santa Claus. Which wasn't true. Florence and John also noticed that the twins had very similar personalities when compared to the the older sisters. While Joanna was very protective of her younger sister Jacqueline, and Git and Jillian seemed more mature than her twin sister. Jillian was born ten minutes before Jennifer. Also, often after her twin, much like Joanna, and looked after uh, Jacqueline. Mm -hmm. The parents also noted that the twins even enjoyed the same games and food as their siblings. Dang. For the first few years for the twins' life, the mother continued to reject John's suggestion that they are reincarnations of the previous kids. In fact, it almost ruined their marriage. Because she was a strongly Christian belief and didn't believe in all that stuff. Mm -hmm. On one occasion, 
the mother overheard the girls playing a game where they recreated their sister's accidents. Gillian was cradled. Jennifer, you know, she was like holding her, her older sister's head. Yeah. And telling her the blood was coming out of her eyes. Dang. That's where the car hit you, they said. And the girls grew up fearing cars. They would even have nightmares about the accident. Like they'll wake up screaming and stuff like that. Shortly after the twins turned five, the memories of their past life slowly began to fade away as they went on to their normal lives. While the twins lost their memories of the accident entirely, Jillian later recalled experiencing visions of herself playing in a sandpit at a home in Hexham, while Jillian had never been to that place, which was able to perfectly describe the house and garden that matched the home that Joanna and the once had once lived in their parents when they were four. Hmm. So that's pretty crazy, right? That is crazy. You know, I could see like them like in the same place to play at like the certain parks and shit, but when they start naming toys that they ain't never fucking seen, like that's yeah. you know Or reenacting the the way they died, that was the sketchy part to yeah, me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because how would you even know? Like, how would a kid know right. how someone died or if what, they've never seen what it? Or what death is? They're mm-hmm. five years old. Okay, That's so insane. here's my thing. I don't know why Christians have such a hard time believing in reincarnation. Do you? Yeah. I mean, I think, obviously, that, I mean, I believe that story sounds very factual. I mean, that's a, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't, like I said, I don't understand why, um, I mean, it's God. I mean, you talk about stories. Jesus walked on water, bro. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Moses part of the Red Sea. Mm-hmm. Obviously, God can do whatever he wants. So it's like, what makes you think that he can't send souls back to the earth and be reborn into something new? Like you left too early. Right. Here's your other chance. Or like, crazy. or like, you know, you know, they talk about how I'm sure I'm sure they, they heard plenty of times how they those deaths are a way of God, like trying to teach, you know, trying to show them certain things and mm-hmm. help them grow as people and as Christians and stuff. What if he used that death as a lesson and then, you know, um, rewarded them for being faithful by giving them his their daughters back? Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You look at like stories like Job and them, like it's the same. It's, you know, Job had his whole family taken away. It was like, you, you know, the story of Job, right? Like how God and, and the devil and Satan had a competition. And um, he said that Job is like his most loyal follower. Oh, and yeah. And so yeah. then the devil does everything to try to get him to, to get him to, to, to blast, to, you know, to say blasphemies against God. And mm-hmm. he proves him wrong. So that's what I'm saying. Like, if there's, there's stories like that throughout the Bible, like mm-hmm. as a Christian, like, well, how do you not believe in reincarnation? As, how do you not believe it's not a possibility? Yeah. Because I think it's. The man, God can do anything. It's not impossible. I think it's because whatever the Bible says, it's kind of like they're stuck. If it's not in the Bible, then it's not. But you know, you sit there and you talk about how God is, you know, all knowing, all powerful. He can do anything. He can do. God can do anything. Why? Why? Again, why is reincarnation out of the realm of possibility? Is reincarnation in the Bible? I wonder. Yeah, that's crazy though. Michael's looking at I believe it, it is. It is mentioned in the Bible. 
I mean, do you think do you think you come back as a human or do you think you could come back as anything? Uh, I think you can come back as anything. <clears throat> I want to be a grasshopper. Well, I don't know because like when I was a kid, <laughs> it's kind of fucked up. Uh, <laughs> my family would say like uh, we had a lot of German shepherds when we were growing up. Mm-hmm. And so one time, um, one, I think it was one of our aunts or somebody that we know, family member was like, you know, my brother's favorite dog had passed away or died and you're like, uh, he went to heaven, whatever. And that person like, no, dogs don't have souls. Dang. Like, that's kind of it's messed up. You can do that to a seven-year-old. Their dog just died. That's horrible. What's wrong with you? My dogs are going to heaven. But they're not dying, so. Oh, that's them? There's a picture of the twins. And do they have a picture next to the other ones? Uh, I believe. Dude, that's insane. That's, that's crazy. great. Dude, that is. You can see the resemblance and everything. Oh, this was a while back, dude. God, it was like, yeah, it was in the nineteen fifties. Dang. Wow. That's awesome. I wonder if there's any more accounts of that. But like, yeah, and it's weird. Like, how do you explain the the birthmarks? Because with twins, oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, with twins, they basically mimic everything, every detail. Mm-hmm. Right. But you know, birthmarks. Be that's not a, something that you know. Yeah. In different places. And it just so happened to be in the same spot. Yeah. That the other ones in. Which, it's interesting, dude. It took it took the mother a while to like to to finally like okay, I think maybe you know they are reincarnations. Is this called the Pollock twins? Yes. Gotcha. Cool. Which is one of the stories of like you know with children who remember their past lives. There's more. I have one more. Very interesting stuff, though. But yes. I have one about... Is this the one you're doing later, or are you going to do this one right now? Yeah, I'll do it now. Okay. So pull it up real quick. James Langer. Leninger? How do you say that, Gabriel? Uh, I would say Leninger. Or okay. Le- Leninger? Yeah. yeah. So April 10th. I don't know. 1998. Born in Louisiana was a guy named James Linegar. James was two years old and started to have vivid night terrors and was screaming and crying and kicking and punching towards the ceiling as he was trapped in, trapped in something, trying to get out. He would scream, airplane crash, plane on fire, little man can't get out. The parents asked who was Little Man, and he said, it was me. James had had an obsession with World War II aircrafts and propellers. One day, while James was playing, James told his mom, Mama, before I was born, I was a pilot, and my airplane got shot in the engine and crashed into the water, and that's how I died. James, yeah, it's crazy. He's like... He's two years old, bro. Dude, that's freaking crazy. How can a two-year-old make that up? Know anything like that? Know anything like that, mm-hmm. right? And one day, while James was playing, James told his... Oh, that's the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> James used to draw battle scenes. He was like, you know, draw stuff. Mm-hmm. He'll make, like, you know, battle scenes, like airplanes flying and all that stuff. I think it's in here. That's freaking crazy. At a like young that, age? Yeah, like this. He'll draw like a bunch oh, of like shoot. airplanes. And, 
There's like pictures of like little kid drawings, but there's airplanes. You see a little Japanese flag there? Oh That's my god, dude! What the? Over two. He's two, right? He's two years old. And two he, years old. Yeah, there's no way he knows what the Japanese flag looks like. Yeah. <laughs> so and he would give his GI Joe dolls realistic names, as like his you know co-pilots, you know people he uh, knew. What the heck? His father, Bruce, started to look into his son's memories and found out that he could be the reincarnation of a Navy Navy pilot named James Hudson Jr. James James? Yeah, that's cool. (laughs) James Hudson Jr. is an American fighter pilot and was KIA killed in action during World War II on March 3rd, 1945. The pilot was 21 years old and was on a mission over the Pacific Sea when the when the Japanese artillery shot down his plane. The bullets hit the middle of his engine, causing the aircraft to nosedive into the water, leaving James with no time to eject or save his life in any way possible. Which he died in the ocean, which he basically drowned. Mm. And apparently, the only one of his squadron who got killed in the battle. Dang. As, you know, there's even a Netflix show on this. Is it really? Yeah. On I, this guy? On this guy. Which, which, I think right now, he's like 23 years old, our age. Like, yeah. No, not our age, but. He was born in 98, so yeah, he's about yeah. 22, 23. Gen Z. As James grew older, his memories start to fade. This is a common occurrence with, like, kids who remember their past. Yeah. Oh, really? When they, they, when they grow, get older, they, you know, their start past life starts to fade away. But if he tried hard enough to remember, he could vividly remember like crashing and, you know, basically dying his past life. That's, mm-hmm. that's probably the only thing that stuck with them. So let me ask this. Do you think that's, that's kind of the case with all of us? Like just some of us don't have traumatic mm-hmm. past, so we, we might remember things, right. but maybe we just had a normal life and lived all the way and what just if, died naturally. What if it's not our time? To reincarnate? To reincarnate. No, like to you die know, to go. Yeah, our time to die. Right. And so we just reincarnate. Yeah. It could be, dude. Right. Or what like, if everyone reincarnates? You think there's rules to it? Like it's, you? It's probably, probably, probably rules. Because how do you explain people that are like they see loved ones that come back? Remember we talked about banshees last last week, mm-hmm. and we talked about um, like we talked about my grandma, like how my grandpa was talk, visiting her, saying mm-hmm. we're gonna come, you know. How do you how do you explain that? You know what I mean. If those people are reincarnated, their spirits obviously aren't. Yeah. Lingering. What tripped me out was those pictures, though. Yeah. Like a little kid drawing. Like, there's no way he would have known it at two years old. That is insane. You think that's why some kids are smart? He has a weird last young? name, man. L e i n i g e r. Yeah. I can't. I don't know. Niger. Lenin. I don't know. Leniger. Mm-hmm. Leninger? Yeah, Leninger sounds right. But um That's interesting, dude. Do y'all hope y'all reincarnate? Mm-hmm. Are y'all good with just one? One child. I don't know, dog. Now nah, you know what? You only live twice, dog. <laughs> hey, who does I mean last week already? True. Yeah, that's true. I was part of Cowboys. You know uh Logic's Logic's uh third album, third studio album? Where he like the skits oh, are like that yeah. guy Adam. Where he and, like, comes back every time. But you live like yeah, he lived like every life, like yeah. in human history, and that's how you become a god, pretty much. That'd be scary. It's a purgatory. Dude. That'd be that's crazy like, though. 
Like, if you have to live every life for the entire generation of like species. You could be Hitler one day. Right, like, we've all been, like, we're all the same person. Yeah. yeah. So, like, that is crazy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you have to beat everybody. You have to beat everybody's meat. <laughs> <All right>, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a great one. Interesting, though. She don't know the corn. That's cool. You got anything else? That's anything? pretty much it. But uh, there's also other stories where, like, there was this girl. Mm-hmm. They didn't have, like, no names or anything. Mm-hmm. But the girl, she told her mother that, you know, like, you're not my real mom. You're my second mom. And then, like, my real mom and parents are dead. Well, there's, like, those like those prodigy kids, like, those genius kids that are, mm-hmm. like, I think there was one that was, like, I, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he was a, re- like, they say he was a reincarnation of Albert Einstein. Mm, or something like, like he that. knew he was like so smart mm-hmm. but like like he, recently yeah i read about it a while back years ago was it me of course not <laughs> obviously not. <laughs> I'm but, bad. yeah it's pretty crazy man because all these there's even another kid that remember vividly vividly that he lived on an island yeah. like a small island with his family and the kid was like think like four years old and he remembered the name of the town he was at, which they had an internet at that time. Right. That's crazy. And he just, you know, and they went there. The mother ended up taking him there. Yeah. And he started like, oh, showing him this. Oh, this is where I used to play with my friends and mm. all this stuff. And they even to have that exact house too. Yeah. Do you, uh, do you think that it's a lot harder these days to kind of believe reincarnation? Re- because like the internet's are readily available. Yeah. Kids on phones, like, you know, know mm. how to work phones by the time they're three. Look up anything. Yeah, like, like, do you think that... Watch videos. Right. You know what I'm saying? Do you think it's, like, less believable now? Probably. Probably, yeah. Do you think our souls just float around and we just, like, we can pick a pregnant person and just, like, better? Or do you think most of our souls leave, but some stay? It's, like, what is it, Hinduism? Where they believe, like, it depends on, like, how you live your life. Or Buddhism? Mm -hmm. Like, how how you live your life, your current life is going to determine what you reincarnate into mm, your next yeah, life. I know what you're talking so like I don't know which one it is. So if like you're a damn shit person, you're going to be reincarnated as a dingleberry. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> yeah. But like, if you're like this, you're a really good human being, you do a lot of good in your life, then you're going to be reincarnated as like a dragon. Or Drake. Or Drake. <laughs> Look, bro, if, if logic's way of telling things, that means I'm right now, I'm Drake and I'm okay with that. That's true. Or you're going to be Drake soon. <laughs> but, yeah, that's all I got. Really. That's interesting, dude. I've never even heard of that before. Yeah, that's crazy. There's like, a lot of stories like that, too. That's crazy. Who's next? I go. You go. All right, this is the strangest day in human history. Um, the UFO battle over Nuremberg. UFO? Hey! Okay. Um, Nuremberg. N-U-R-E-M-B-E-R-G. I've never heard of this. This is this is gonna be fun. Um. So yeah, no. This this is the day of the red. Uh, the day the sun turned red, April fourth, fifteen sixty one. Fifteen sixty one. Fifteen sixty one. This is the strangest day in in recorded history. Sorry. So we're <laughs> way back. Yeah. Okay. Um. So basically, in fifteen sixty one, in in a, in a German city. Oh, I'm sorry. It's in this was in Germany. Okay. Um, it's for April 14th um, in a German city. People 
started seeing that the sun was around the dawn. Around dawn, people started seeing that the sun was red. Um, the item, what's it called? People, there were strange items in the sky. These items consisted of various shapes, lines, sizes, colors, uh, circles, cylinders, spheres, and other things that seemed odd. Uh, and it looked like the objects were wrestling. They like suddenly launched and bounced around the sky. Yeah, that's like okay. the artwork that was presented in like a newspaper article. Okay, there's like a picture and it shows like all the lines. And Okay, sorry to interrupt you. No, you're good. You're good. Uh, the people described it as an aerial battle which, uh, with the appearance of a huge black triangle object. It is known... It is, it is known that there was a huge crash outside the city as well. At the time, the term UFO was not popular, and so the incident was extraordinarily weird. There were other observations like shapes forming globes across with two lunar crescents as well. So I think that, that picture down and over to the far left, that's like the, that's like the one that people said that like, that's what it all looked like. Dude, that's insane. And so... Um, in the same month, there was news released that there was a rare and strange incident. A broadsheet text by Heinz Glazer, which is measured, uh, which is that picture that we were just looking at, um, helps to illustrate and describe the phenomenon in detail. The historic, the historical piece is kept to the prints and drawing collection. Um, oh, so it's in, it's in Switzerland, like that. It's like in a museum. That drawing right there. Um, so they translated the broadsheet's text to English. So this is what it says. In the morning of April 14, 1561, at daybreak, between 4 and 5 a.m., a dreadful apparition uh, occurred on the sun. And then this was seen in Nuremberg in the city before the gates and in the country by many men and women. At first, there appeared in the, mi- at first, there appeared in the middle of the sun two blood-red semicircles, arcs, just like the moon in its last quarter. And in the sun above and below and on both sides, the color was blood. There, there stood a round ball of partly dull, part, uh, partly black, ferrous color. Likewise, there stood on both sides and as a torus about the sun, such blood red ones and other balls in large number. This is hard to read, bro. Like the way they would talk back then. Yeah. Like the words are so, they don't, they don't flow very well. But I guess when you're translating from German to English, it's going to be kind of choppy. Do you think other cities saw it too? Or is it just this one German I, city? As far as I know, it's just this one German city because it occurred right there. But I mean, I, I would imagine. Because I, I doubt that if it's happening where the, they could see it in the sun, mm-hmm. like I would imagine other people were seeing it too yeah. like across the country or in that part of the world anyway. I don't know if you're going to get into it, but what do you think it was? Are you going to get into that? Yeah. Okay, but, my bad. Um, Keep going. Okay. In between the globes, there was a visible. Uh, there was a visible. There were visible a few blood red cross crosses, between which there were blood red uh, strips becoming thicker or or the rear, or to the rear and in the front of the malleable like rods of reed grass, which was intermingled among the two <laughs> big rods, one on the right, the other on the left, and with. And within the small and big rods, there were three, also four, and more globes. These all started to fight amongst themselves, so that the globes, which were just in the sun, flew out to the one standing on both sides. Thereafter, the globe standing outside the sun and the small and large rods flew into the sun. So, I do this is, um, so back then, obviously, science, again, religion played a bigger role in things, mm-hmm. um, but... 
you know, as, as history has gone on, there's been several people that have tried to explain it, I guess, or like explain the way people were trying to explain it. Yeah. So like those cylinders and those balls coming out from a mil like a military standpoint, it looks like an attack. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but also people, you know, obviously religion played a big role in in the world so people thought it was like an act of god or something trying to get rid of some some accursed thing that tried to enter our world or something you mm -hmm. know what i mean mm -hmm. i think that looks insane though like just that picture alone i know people can't see it but if they look up uh what's it called again the nuremberg ufo sighting yeah of 1561 there's one distinct picture and you can tell by the art style like look at the sun how the sun is drawn instead of just a circle it's like a real fancy sun with a face and it has like almost like leaves for its uh, rays. Uh, but like the art style of it, do you think it really looked like how they're describing it? Just circles like popping up and then there's crosses and there's, you know, there's just lights all over the place. I, I it's like that, I believe they're trying to. Yeah, like I know the sun, what the sun looks like, but I'm saying like, do you think they depicted it on their own art style back in 1561? Like Probably. maybe it didn't look. Well, exactly like that. How do you explain that big black triangle shadow underneath? You know, they say oh, that yeah. looked like a ship. Mm. Um, so who were they fighting? You know what I mean? Where those those um, semicircles behind the sun, like the arches looking kind of, mm. was that like another ship that was behind the sun and they were fighting? I don't know. Dude, or were they, was that research equipment? They're yeah. Just... It was weird, dude. Like That is crazy. Um, so yeah, that's the strangest day in recorded history. Um, mm. But it's almost as if like there were bad aliens trying to kill us, and the good aliens stopped stopped them. Kind of came and in. had a battle on this. Do you think idea. that's true? So, do you think they were being monitored by aliens? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think we're just like we're. I don't know if we they made us or anything like that, but they come check. Like we're not a threat at all, so it's not like we're. And I, I think aliens are more peaceful than people give them credit for. They're not as yeah. barbaric as us. I think, uh, I think after the discovery of nuclear weapons, alien um, interference in the world, interest. I think it kind of declined. No, not interest. I think interference. Oh, okay. Because I think, I think nuclear weapons, because you're talking about splitting an atom, is a very advanced technological um, feat. And I think that even though we can only do it in the most primitive way by putting it in a huge missile, mm -hmm. um, I'm pretty sure that there's in the future there's going to be an advanced way to be able to split an atom by shooting it out of like a gun mm. from your hip. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. uh, like, like Fat Man in um in a Fallout Three, he shoots like mini nukes. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> like I can see that being a possibility though. And mm -hmm. so I think, but. They're probably like, they're just killing themselves. But not mm -hmm. only that, but now we have the technology, I feel like, to defeat, to kill something if it were to, like, a foreign invader from another planet. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, like, it's like there's stories, which I should do a story over, but there's stories of when we were actually going to launch a nuke, Yeah, a spaceship showed up. And this isn't, like, just the average Joe Schmo telling the story. These are, like, uh, army generals, mm -hmm. like top-ranked people that said a spaceship showed up altered all their stuff everything just shut off they were no longer in charge of their equipment 
and then it just left. So I don't know if that means we're just an experiment and they just don't want us to kill at each other. Right. But if you think about it, we've had the the nuke since what, the 50s, 40s? 40s. 40s, something like World that. World War II. Yeah, 40s. And we have not used it. We haven't used it since World War II. Nobody imagine has. how advanced it is. Well, that's just beautiful to think about that. But can you imagine how advanced how advanced it could have been if we had been using it? True. I mean, but the fact that we haven't used it is a feat in its own. Right. No, like, absolutely. Just, but what I'm saying is... Is obviously you you can perfect something by using it. If mm-hmm. we're not using it, then that's how that's good, how, how much further could it have come along? Yeah, that's true. I mean, I'm sure they still test or Unless whatever. Like mm-hmm. Nah, because you get the hills have eyes shit. Which is interesting because that's kind of what my topic is. The next one. Okay. Well, like so this is where so this is where religion kind of starts playing a role in it. Um, in that same paper. Um, Whatever such signs uh, signs mean, God only knows. Although we have seen shortly after one after another many kinds of signs on the heavens, which are sent us by the Almighty God to bring us to re- uh, repentance, we are still unfortunately so ungrateful that we despise such signs and miracles of God, or we speak of them with ridicule and discard them to the wind, in order that God may send us frightening punishment on account of our ungratefulness. After all, the God-fearing will be no mean will by no means discard these signs, but will take into heart as a warning of their merciful Father in heaven. Will mend their lives and faithfully beg God that He may avert His uh, His wrath, including the well-deserved punishment on us, so that we may temporarily here and perpetually there um, live as children. For it may for it may God grant us His help. Amen. So this is so that's what I'm saying. Like religion again plays a big part in this because yeah. how else do you explain that stuff you know what i mean this is how people kind of explain it and we're yeah. able to get back to some normalcy in their lives they didn't look at it in a scientific way they right just... they, they didn't try to debunk it or anything mm-hmm. um then there was another occurrence in 1566 um and this was just a 1566 celestial phenomena over basil oh not the um, same place no I'd um, go back in time to see that. Like, if I could right. go in one place, I'd want to see that. Um, it said, red and black spheres and glows battle in the sky. The illustrated work by text by Samuel Aperius of Basil is kept as part of the Wakania collection. Um, mm. During the Thirty Years' War from 1618 to 1648, comparable apparitions of knights battling in the sky were also documented. So this happened three times across... This like spheres of different color fighting each other in the sky happened three times across history. Oh shit! From 1561 to 1648. Oh, that's crazy. So about a hundred years. Yeah. Oh yeah, the next picture looks exactly the same except yeah. not the lines and stuff. Right. Just, the... just like the spheres fighting. That's pretty cool. So maybe their technology advanced in yeah. that five year time or something. Mm-hmm. But yeah, man, those are like that. The 1561 was the was it the most bizarre day in recorded history where it all started that's awesome dude is that kind of like the first ufo like i mean recordings? I, I, I would assume i mean i know there's a like older like yeah people drawings on cave walls and yeah. stuff but... aliens but the pyramids dog yeah Can you imagine living <laughs> that far behind 1561 like, you, they ain't got no music bro they got no yugioh cards bro <laughs> i know you could bring yugioh cards back is this? And sell it to him for gold. No, I don't think I'm a witch, dude. 
probably a steak meal or something. If I could go back in time one time, I want to see that. I bet the food is trash. They ain't got no seasoning. Oh, my God. Right? Probably horrible. They ain't got no wing stop. <laughs> no wing stop. Oh, dude, I couldn't. <laughs> so is that pretty much it? Yeah, that was it. You got anything to add, Michael? No wing stop, dude. I can't do it. Dude, they had they had oh, music back then, dude. Did they? What the kind of music? Not no drizzy though. Copyright, dude. Hey. Oh, dude, that sounds like a Drake jam. Slow it down. Out of eight oh eight. Ah, shut your mouth. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> I guess it's my turn. Today, I want to talk about one of the most controversial topics in America. One of the most well-kept secrets in today's age. Some people believe the secrets held in this facility are so terrifying that this is the sole reason it must be hidden from the public eye. Any guesses? Time traveling. Area 51. Uh, 83 miles north of Las Vegas. (laughs) In the middle of nowhere is where one of the most highly guarded and most mysterious places in America lies. It is here in this location where it is believed that our most deepest, darkest secrets dwell and some of the blackest projects never meant to see the light of day. Michael's got a picture of Area 51. Government officials' biggest reasoning behind all the secrecy is essentially for national security and to keep the public safe. Just as the reasoning for most things like spying on us, listening to phone calls, reading our text messages, tracking our movements, and so forth. So basically, the reason they say they're keeping this place so safe and so secret is for public safety, just like most things. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I remember in high school, you could, you could go to Google Maps and view Area 51. Yeah, that's what I was going to I'm going to get into that, too. Uh, Area 51 started as just a military gun range during World War II. This slowly developed into the Nihilus Air Force Base, which slowly developed into a bunker for secrets that now lie beyond our reach. It is so secretive that the government has taken it off world and national maps. So you look at maps like you buy from the store, Mm -hmm. it's nowhere to be found. If you do a Google search, Google will show you where it is located, but there are no words or any indications of what what you're actually looking at. It's just blank. So it'll show you exactly where it is above Las Vegas, but there's no outline, there's no... You know, because it's pretty much illegal. <clears throat> um, in the early 1950s, nobody knew this place existed. All satellite, image of, all satellite images of this place were blurred out by the government. So it looked as if it was just dirt. So can you imagine 1950s? We don't have internet. The, any satellite images of this place were blurred out by the government. So pretty much non-existent. Um, the Soviets were the ones who discovered it with their own satellite images. In fact, the government went so long without telling us about it that it wasn't until 2003 that they finally came out that Area 51 was, in fact, a secret military base. 2003. That's in our lifetime. That's... But weren't people talking about Area 51 before, like when we were young? Yeah, but yeah. the government didn't come out that it's official. Yeah, they like never, everyone knew. They didn't confirm it. They didn't confirm it until I mean, but everyone knew. Like UFOs. 
like yeah, how the just like that. Yeah, it takes the confirmation yeah. to really take it. But 2003, like this is 1950. The Soviets knew. It's crazy. Like they knew they're hiding stuff from us. It's crazy. Okay, so here's a description. There's a sophisticated security system to make sure that nobody can intrude and guards are on duty 24-7 and are supposed to use deadly force if permitted on trespassers. So there's snipers, there's gunmen, all sorts of stuff. It's a crazy place. To enter Area 51, you either take a private unmarked bus or a private unmarked plane. There's no personal commute. So you can't even... Like you go to work there, yeah. You're taking their planes unmarked. You're taking their buses unmarked. Like you have to stop at a certain part and then hop on. Mm-hmm. And you meet there all at the same time. The right. employees are nevertheless kept in the dark. Also, they have one specific job to do, and they do it. They don't ask questions, rarely talk to others, and never bring up what job they are working on. And it's super compartmentalized. So basically, I don't know what you do. You don't know what I do. Right. We can talk. We can have a joke. Never ask questions, though. Right. It's like super guarded. People are listening. They say it's like, you know, everyone, they're always listening. For this reason, it is no wonder so many conspiracies such as chemical weapons are being developed there, time machines, and even my favorite, the alien technology being reverse engineered. Like Bob Lazar. Yeah. Okay, let me give you a date here. February 1980. There was an Air Force major named Jesse Marcel. He's one of the first people to claim to have an eyewitness account of the Roswell incident. Y'all know the Roswell incident? Yeah. Okay, so this guy, he's a, he's not just a nobody. He's an Air Force major. He made the claim that the U.S. government covered up the alien spacecraft in- incident that cr- crashed near Roswell, New Mexico. Here's the cover cover-up story. It read, quote unquote, weather balloon mistaken for alien saucer. So that's, you know, that's how they tried to cover it up. I think everyone knows that kind of general knowledge by now. They tried to cover it up, but he comes out and says that they did try to cover it up. <clears throat> um, of course, where did they what did they do with the ship and aircraft remains? None other than Area 51. The government and media would later go on to change the story about Roswell incident four more times. So they had four different excuses over time. As people would debunk one, they'd go to the next one. Um, if anyone wants to hear that story, make sure to let us know on our socials. I'll be glad to do a podcast on those events. But yeah, see, Michael's pulling up the... An old newspaper. Yeah, the old... See, that's the first one. Cap- they capture a flying saucer yeah. on a ranch. And then the next day, it's a weather balloon all of a sudden. So this guy, uh, Jesse Marcel, he's one of the first people to be like, nah, I saw it. I know what it was. Yeah, They're covering it up. That later led to the story of Bob Lazar, which I covered on a re- recent episode. Uh, If you're new to the podcast, you can go check it out. I think it was episode six. This story was about Bob claiming to work in the section of Area 51 named S4 in 1989. He became a whistleblower and revealed a bunch of secrets they're working on, including otherworldly crafts. And he was tasked with reverse engineering the propulsion systems. So interesting stuff. 
So there's also a man that whistleblowed, a man by the name of Dan Burrish. He not only backs up Bob Lazar's claims, as he was a former employee of S4 when Bob was, but he had some claims to make as well. He states, along with Bob, that there are astonishing nine UFOs stored in the facility, along with a live alien being held captive. He claims there's a live alien. And I'm going to do a podcast on him because he is intense. Like, he, for sure, he, he says there's one held captive there now, if not working with them. Working with them or held captive. I, I didn't do too much research on him. But that's what I'm going to do next, next week. He's the, one of the first people to make that claim. Bob Lazar also said that he saw an alien, but he wasn't too sure what he saw. Yeah. Okay. Um, back to Area 51. In general, let's talk about the waste produced from this place. Nothing can leave this place once it's there. If it was brought there, it'll be destroyed there. They dig holes and essentially put all the trash from all the facility into the hole and pour jet fuel on it. They would light it up and let it burn, causing massive clouds of toxic fumes, which would make the people sick. Like there's lawsuits against Air 51 because who knows what they're burning. Right. And the people would get sick. And literally one of the presidents at the time, he said it's it's illegal to uh, sue Area 51. Area 51 is basically untouchable by any laws. Right. They don't have environmental laws. They don't have any kind of laws. So all their lawsuits were dismissed. All their cases were dismissed. I don't know what happened to the people. When it comes to this government facility, our eyes don't tell the whole truth. There are accounts of people saying there's three levels of Area 51 underground that nobody can see from satellite. Some claim it even goes down 20 floors. So underground. Wow. 20, 20 stories underground. 20 stories underground to three different levels, depending on probably like the secretest levels on the bottom. Some former, former workers go as far as saying they have a secret network of underground tunnels leading to various parts of the country. Like the Denver International Airport. Just like the Denver. Interesting. Maybe they lead to each other. Yeah. This is to make the transport of materials and other technologies easier to keep secret. They say these tunnels have mag trains that travel up to Mach 2 speed. So they have like intense technology. And they say these tunnels are so wide, they can fit like two airplanes side by side, like big old yeah. jumbo jets, and still have six feet. I wonder how long it took to dig you know, all that. When you talk about the trains and stuff, it reminds me of like the vibranium tunnels in Black Panther. Oh, yeah. I've never seen it. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've never seen it. <laughs> Don't leave. <laughs> Walking out. Don't leave, dude. Explain to me what vibranium tunnels are. Oh, dude, you're going to have to watch it now. Okay, I'll watch it. But they're just crazy. They have these mag trains. But that makes sense because if you're transporting yeah. an alien technology, no wonder people don't see nothing. They're under these tunnels. Right. I won't even get into all the conspiracy theories that surround this place because it would take days. <laughs> Like how the moon landing might have been faked there at Area 51. Have you heard this? Nope. You heard about it, how it was faked there? You can pull up a video. The, the evidence they have is there should be no wind on the moon. Uh-huh. And when they're planting the flag, like the flag's like moving, in the, like if there's wind. 
And also, I, I noticed there was like two shadows. A shadow going one way and a shadow going another yeah, way. Yeah, that's like what they said. Lights. Like there's lights. Like I, I for heard the, that too. That's the, that's the other conspiracy, conspiracy about it. Or how there's a secret group of scientists and military officials called the Majestic 12. And they had leaked documents that dove deep into the deep into all of the alien and UFO activity going on in the facilities. So they had like, they kept documents, 12 special scientists and uh, government officials that were selected by the president, kept documents of all UFO stuff. That's all their job was. And those documents leaked and the government was pissed. Yeah. So they somehow get them back. This is before internet. And they leak them again, but they have all the documents blurred out search uh majestic 12 documents and you'll see how sketchy this is okay okay so see they they claim government claimed all this was bogus and when they returned the documents they're all blacked out like this yeah so they leaked leaked them quote unquote but all the important stuff is blacked out See, yeah, redacted is that what it's like? Yeah, that's exactly what it is. All the important stuff is just blacked out. I used to think that all the secrets in the universe may lie out in space and stars that are all out of reach. And maybe in fact, maybe just in fact, we might have the answers right here on Earth. Right in our hometown in Area 51. Right. I don't know. What do y'all think? Ah, uh, I mean, I, I, I think that it's. I think they are hiding something. I think that there's something in there. Um, I think, I think he said the the alien could be possibly working with them or be captive. I think the aliens are captive. Look what they did to the Japanese in World War Two during World War Two. Put them in in you know internment yeah. camps. Look what they're doing to you know immigrants that came illegally. Right now, they have them in these camps. Refugee camps. Okay, if they had them captive, wouldn't aliens be mad and well, coming down and just raining well, on us? Again, it just depends on how advanced their society is. Yeah, they're not that's bar- true. if they're not barbaric, you know, you gotta look at or emotional. We have again, we have nuclear weapons. Mm-hmm. I feel like a nuclear weapon is a means to destroy whatever advanced technology they have. Because it's like when you start manipulating atoms that way, that's probably one of the most advanced forms of technology you can have yeah albeit our our way of doing it is very primitive like i said because we need a huge fucking um tunnel to do it or a missile to do it yeah. but um i think that it's still advanced enough to destroy any technology that they have i think that's like i think it may be opposite i think we're we might underestimate them by thinking uh you know maybe they discovered that a million years ago and splitting an atom is like the easiest thing for them to like do. Like cutting a snake, like cutting a steak with a knife. Yeah. And they could like, they might have like a shield that just wraps around it and holds the, you know, right. I mean, they could have so much advanced technology that we don't even, it can't even fathom in our right. minds, you know? Remember that Naruto run that they were going to do to oh Area 51? So oh, dude, yeah. They got shut down. I remember that. <laughs> I even heard there was a show I, I can't even think of the name where they posted based on the mountain mm-hmm. looking down at Area 51 and they stayed there all night trying to capture something weird and I remember randomly all the light the la- lights on the landing strip mm-hmm. just turned on 
Dang. And then all you see was like a kind of like a shooting star. Mm-hmm. Just you know, just fly by, and the lights turned off. Oh shoot! I was kind of like, well, what the heck? Like, yeah, I think they got stuff there that we we wouldn't. You know, like I don't think it's a matter of if. I think it is they do have yeah like crazy oh, stuff because yeah, yeah. they developed like all their all the uh, stealth bombers everything mm-hmm. there. Since and, since Air Fifty One is so known about like you know their conspiracy and stuff, yeah. I'm sure they already moved and left went somewhere else. They probably just brought a legit just like military base. That's there. another theory is that Area Fifty One is just what people want you to focus on, mm-hmm. right? But those underground bases, like I said, they go to different yeah. places. Stuff that has way more secret yeah. stuff. Because that place is big. That's basically desert. Oh, yeah. yeah it's dude. freaking huge. It's humongous. And they do test flights. They have landing strips. Mm-hmm. It's insane, dude. Like, you could talk forever. But I just want to know about the alien. Right. Like, I want to know what that guy knows. If it's cooperating with them or. Dude, we should go there one day, bro. You really Vegas. trying to get us killed, huh? dude. Not in Area 51, dog. Like, out, like, oh, you, I was like... No, no. Because a lot of people go over there and they see like weird like... Vegas. Weird stars that kind of like yeah. meet up to meet up with each other, stop, and then it goes, they go a separate way, different directions. Well, because you can see the sky more clearly out oh, yeah, in the desert. Yeah. There's a place you can go there that it's called Area 51. It's like a shop mm-hmm. and that's the farthest you can go. Like, Really? Yeah, and they have a shop there. We should go visit it. And like you can't go further than that. You can go like a mile or two, but you can't. They, after they, that, they even have a gate that says "Do not go past this point." Mm-hmm. Which you know, yeah, I guess that goes into the desert. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's pretty crazy. And like when you're there, like there's like there's always a vehicle on standby, and they're like watching you. <laughs> can you imagine what some people have seen there? Oh man, crazy stuff. I remember this old video. Of these two old ladies. That drove in Area 51 and got chased down and never seen those two old ladies again. What? I, uh, I don't know, dude. I, there's, look, I don't want to, I don't like to fuck with shit like this. I'm, keep me, ignorance is bliss. You ever see yeah. the Matrix? <laughs> ignorance is bliss, bro. I keep me ignorant. But you don't want to know? I mean, it's interesting. I'm wrong. I think it's very interesting. Yeah. But it's just, it, it scares me. Like, think about it. If you if you found this information out, if you figured it out, like, and people know you figured it out, think about how big of a target you're going to be for, yeah. for the rest of your life. Well, that's how. Well, the thing is, they keep the secret by making you look crazy. Like, yeah, like Bob Lazar. Yeah, it's like easy to keep this. It's the easiest secret to keep because as long as you add doubt, right. That's it. Every it's a conspiracy theory all of a sudden. Right. So that's how they keep the secret so long. But um, there was one point I was going to make was that Roswell incident. Apparently 500 people saw it, saw this incident. And they said they saw small little creatures, like alien creatures or whatever. Right. And the government tried to say that it was uh, Russia. They sent this, um, like this is one of the story changes later on. Right. They said they sent this craft, like a remote craft. And they like dis. What's the word like? They made kids basically look mutated. Yeah. And they sent them on this craft. That's what they were saying. It wasn't aliens. They just made kids so mutated. Bullshit. Right. It just sounds like bullshit. 
That's not like a, that's not like a story that my six year old would make up. Mm-hmm. That's Come what I'm saying. Now, like dude. they just, but back then, you know, Soviets were. Well, yeah, you talk about the Cold War. So it might not have been so unbelievable at the time, but. But yeah, I don't know. people are so. It's kind of like that one story I talked about in Brazil, where that UFO crashed crashed the neighborhood. Yeah. And the whole neighbors just gathered around and described like a wild animal in a cockpit. Yeah. And then just saying that it was some kind of like rabid dog or something. Mm. But they even, they even described it. It was like brown, had red eyes, and like three appendages on his head. Wasn't there a dog that we launched into space? Or we a monkey? Was it? I think there was I think a, monkey. a monkey. Or was that a video game? I might have been a video game. <laughs> it's a lot of movies. <laughs> Wait, did, you, did we do a podcast on that? Yeah. It's like one of the first, first couple episodes. I don't remember, dude. Brazil. Nerd, dude. You don't remember, dude? God dang. <laughs> but that's about it, so. I mean. Right. Guys, settle down. Settle down. Y'all want to do. Y'all want to. Michael, <laughs> do you want to go next or do you want me to go next and save yours? Strike the last story. Because you got facts or questions today, bro? Or both? I got questions. Cool. I'll go last. I know, but Michael, do you want to? You want me to go next? Because mine's not probably not as good as yours. I mean, it's go. good. But... Mine, mine, mine is kind of like horror, kind of creepy. Okay. Uh... Sorry. Sorry. Take away from me. All right, Gabriel, what do you have for us today? So you guys really seem to like the uh, multiple stories um, for one topic. Yeah, that yeah. was real cool. So I thought I'd do it again. Um, this is top 10 cold case kidnappings. Ooh, I like this. So some of these are solved at this point. Okay. Um, some of them are not. So uh, so we all know how bad child, how child abduction cases are. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first thing is Paul Joseph... Franzak? Franzak, something like that. Paul Joseph Franzak or something. I, I can't pronounce it. It's F R O N C Z A K. Oh, okay. That's okay. a long name. Yeah. Um, he was kidnapped um, as a day as a day old baby in the Chicago hospital in 1964. Um, okay. This was a case that ended with good news. He was found two years later in a stroller and returned to his parents, according to CNN. At least it seemed that way for more than 40 years. Uh, Frosnack, who is now 56, took a DNA test in 2012 and urged his parents to do the same. The results showed Paul was not related to his parents at all. The DNA technician told him point blank that there was no remote way, no remote way that he was a child. Uh, Frosnack was left wonder, uh, wondering exactly who he is, and the FBI, which initially handled the case, reopened it. But it wasn't until April 2019 that the real Paul Frosnack, whose name was Kevin Beatty, was discovered when Beatty's daughter submitted a DNA sample to, to a genealogy website. The DNA test results showed a full uh, a link between Kevin Beatty and Paul Frosnack's parents, Chester and Dora Frosnack. Paul Frosnack reached out to Kevin Beatty, but reportedly had little communication with him. Before his death from cancer on April 25th, 2020, um, which was also his actual birthday, 
Kevin Beatty reportedly spoke several times with his birth mother, Dora. His biological father, Chester, died in 2017. The kidnapper, a woman dressed as a nurse in 1964, remains unidentified, but could be Lorraine Fountain, who raised Kevin Beatty in Wexford County, Michigan, who died in 2004. Prof. Fosnack wrote an autobiography about his mysterious upbringing, the founding, and lives in Nevada with his daughter. Hmm. Dude, that's, that's sad. But like, okay, the biggest question though, besides that, why the, you know, this is, that's crazy, right? But the big question is, whose kid did they just take? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. imagine you're chilling there with your two-year-old who's been your two-year-old for mm-hmm. two years, you know, came out of you and they're like, hey, that's not your kid or we're taking it. What kind of shit is that, bro? That's crazy. Like, you're just chilling your shoulder and then the FBI comes and takes you. That's why I ain't trying to do no gene test, though. You send that in and you find Lord. out that you're related to, like... If I, didn't look, if I didn't look like my daddy, I'd be like, whose kid am I, bro? Because I don't <laughs> act like you, man. <laughs> I just... But, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, the craziest part for me is whose kid did they take away? Right. right? Have you ever seen a parent and their kid Fucked and you're up. like, that's not yours? Like uh, you just knew? Uh, no. No? I mean, unless, like, the dad was white and the kid was black. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, there's have you ever this, seen anything like that? There's this controversial thing I want to talk about next week. Basically about FBI, no, FBI, government agents kidnapping kids. All right. Why? Oh, that's what you're going to go into yeah, now? Yeah. Hey, I'm crazy. down. Time traveling. Hey, but I'm not a part of it, but I'm down. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's that that shit. That's crazy. I, I, was, um, I, I was confused as fuck. Like, I would be pissed. That, yeah, he like, had a rough life. I mean, identity-wise, he might have had a great life. No, his real mom had a rough life. True. But identity-wise, he might have been confused. Oh, yeah. No, that that would have fucked me up for mm-hmm. sure. Forever. But, I mean, I guess he was older when he found out, so it wasn't like... Yeah, that's true. You know? But that's still his parents, the ones that raised him. Yeah. I mean, regardless, like, it's like when you get adopted or... Yeah, for sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. The next one is Janice Pocket. P-O-C-K-E-T-T. In July of 2018, the 45th anniversary of Janice Pocket's disappearance, many people in her Tallinn, uh, many people in Tallinn, Connecticut town gathered together to in, in her memory. Her older sister remembers the day that Janet went missing, as does her cousin and many others. According to Hartford's uh, current, it's hard for people to forget the July, the, that July day in 1973 when Janice, the seven-year-old, the seven disappeared. By our report, she had been riding her bike and never came back. According to the current, her older sister recalled going out with her mom and calling her sister's name over and over. Her bike was found less than a mile away from her home, and the Connecticut police officially commented that she must have been snatched on the way back. The Connecticut, the Connecticut State Police initially investigated the case which has been reopened repeatedly and it remains the lead, the lead agency on the crime. Janice's story has been featured on Discovery Network's Dark Minds and Janice Pocket Missing since July 2016, 1973. Facebook page continues related, uh, contains related information. So they don't even know, they, they don't have any leads, there's no bot. All they found was her bike. You know what I mean? So they don't know if she's dead or not? Yeah, they don't, they don't know if she's dead or alive. I mean, I would assume she's dead, bro. Crazy dude. I seen a movie one time. I can't remember the name of it, but it was like that. Like 
this little boy gets snatched up. He's like two. Mm-hmm. And then years later, he's going door to door um, to mow people's lawns. And they like his parents see him. I got to look at that movie. It's a crazy movie. That's cool. That one in the, there's a movie called I Know My First Name is Steven. I remember that one. That one's a good movie. But a kid, they got kidnapped. And he all he all he remembers is that his first name is Steven. He don't remember anything. Mm-hmm. Dude, I, I don't watch enough movies. You don't. <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> you ain't seen one of the most popular movies of 2018. Uh, of 2018? Avatar? Black Panther, dude. <laughs> 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 that we're going to get canceled, dude. I know. I'm sorry. Is it good, though? Yes. It ain't Ralph, though. It ain't Ralph, though. She looks like Corey that we went to high school with. Who? Mary Corey? Nope. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, Corey. I don't know who you are. Okay. You got another one? Angela Hammond. Hammond. Angela Hammond was 20 years, uh, was four months pregnant, 20, was four months pregnant when she was disappeared from Clinton, Missouri. In April 1991. According to the website Unsolved, she was the last said to be t- talking on a payphone. God, payphone? Remember those? Uh, <laughs> no, to, her, to her boyfriend outside a grocery store at about 11.45. The details indicate that she told her boyfriend a pickup truck pulled into the parking lot with a grimy-looking white man inside. Not much later, uh, Angela's boyfriend heard her scream, so he rushed to the store and reportedly Passing a pickup truck on his way, he heard someone yell, Robbie, out of the window. He turned around to follow the truck, but the transmission died two miles later. What are the chances, bro? Dude, that was the last anyone saw of the girl that went by Angie. And, and the case has never been solved. Um, Clinton Police Department is available to take any new details. A lot, of these, a lot of these people have Facebook pages now. For real? Yeah. Like still looking for them? Mm-hmm. But she has to be dead, bro. Yeah, I was gonna say, most how, people. How just, old will she be now? What are the? She was twenty and ninety-one, so it's been twenty years. It's like sixty-five. Been twenty years. She was twenty. Three before ninety-one. She was twenty. She was twenty and ninety-one. So so been that's thirty years, years ago. So, so fifty, 50 something. She'd have been fifty. She'd be fifty then. Okay. But like, how do you? That's how. That's uh, like the transmission died, bro. Like, like that sucks. Yeah. For the rest of your life. That wouldn't have happened today because you have cell phones now. Yeah. I would have called the police. And they got a license plate number and everything. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, okay, that's the, my next question. Why wouldn't you write down the license plate number? Or at least you're following this car for two miles. If you're going to abduct someone, do you have the right license plate on? True. If you're going to abduct someone and you're in an old beat-up-ass truck, are you going to take time to change the license plate? No, you're not. This ain't the born identity. You never know how many times this dude might have done it. This ain't the born identity, y'all. Would you have? Would you change your license plate? I'm a fucking psycho. I wouldn't try to kidnap. I anybody. would. <laughs> See, <laughs> and he's the mind of a killer. So. What do you mean? <laughs> uh oh. Um. All right. Allison Dalton. It's been 22 years. She's 22 years old. Since Allison Dalton, then just a baby, disappeared from her mother's Strasburg, Virginia apartment. But detectives are not giving up hope. In July 2017, the Virginia State Police Department issued a press release along with a photo composite of the infant that went missing, saying that it still looks that it's still looking for leads in her case, according to 13 News Now. So much gruesome information about the case is already known. 
Just not, just not what happened to the baby. Allison's mother, uh, Selena Joe Dawson, then 20, was found stabbed to death in her apartment oh. that she shared with Allison and her mother. In 2001, Selena's mother filed a wrongful death suit against Allison's former boyfriend, Daniel E. Pompey, who said he, who said she, who she said was the child's father and responsible for kidnapping Allison, according to the website. Um, let's find them. The Connecticut State Police say that Pompey has not been exonerated as the suspect and continue to work with the Strasburg Police Department to seek clues and new information. Um, again, another Facebook page dedicated to finding them. That's crazy, dude. So she went missing in 98? Yeah. Do you think that's one of those cases where um, she was trying to keep the daughter from the father? Maybe. And that's a lot. why she got and he, stabbed. And he went fucking nuts. There's also cases where like <clears throat> mothers have a miscarriage and are so destroyed by it where they take a baby and try to like cope like, oh, like, you know, my baby's still alive. Yeah. Well, this was her child, right? For sure. Yeah, this was her child. Yeah. But what he's saying is like. Yeah, I know what you mean. Like Some, some other woman saw the baby. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's true. But I don't know. know. That's crazy, dude. That's wild, dude. I mean, it's just sad, though. I would like to think that when infants are kidnapped, that they're that they're kept alive, because, like Michael said, I think that's more people trying to, yeah, obtain either children mm-hmm. that they lost or whatever. Because sex trafficking is like horrible, but like mm-hmm. they take more. Like they at least take adolescent 12, teenagers. 13, 14. Yeah. But yeah, um, hopefully. Number five, Jacob Wetterling. In October 1989, Jacob Wetterling was abducted by a masked man at gunpoint at St. Joseph, Minnesota. Or in St. Joseph, Minnesota, according to CBS in Minnesota. Jacob was riding his bike with his brother and a friend, and the other two boys were told to run or be shot. The masked gunman, who was identified 30, 30 years later as Danny Heinrich, admitted in court in 2016 that he abducted, sexually assaulted, and killed Jacob Wetterling. Fearing the police would uh, hear his cries after being sexually assaulted, he shot Jacob Wetterling twice and buried his body on, the, on, on his farm. Danny Heinrich's DNA was found on the sweatshirt of 12-year-old boy Jared Sherrill, uh, Jared who was 12 when he was snatched and sexually assaulted nine months before Jacob Wetterling. Local residents and blogger Joe Baker, who worked on the Jared Sherrill case to investigate the connection between the two crimes and prove provided answers for the Wettering family. Jacob's Wettering adoption led Congress to pass legislation to create a sex offender registry registry and the creation of the Zero Abuse Project, an organization dedicated to improving prevention, recognition, and response to child uh, child sexual abuse. So this guy was the reason that they we have that national registry now. Dude, that's crazy. Like sex offenders. That sucks. He was kidnapped at gunpoint it's sad, dude. Yeah. You know, one of my uh, cousins, he was riding his bike at night over there in Arnett Benson, and some guy pulled a knife on him. Oh, yeah, I remember. Yeah, you remember that? that? But crazy. they took his bike instead of, like, him. That's a, that was one, because, like, when we were kids, bro, we, we would ride our bikes everywhere. Yeah. And that was, like, one of my parents' biggest fears because, um, you know, my friends live down the street, so I would ride my bike to my friend's house, and then like nighttime would hit and I had to ride back. Mm-hmm. And so they were, were like, right. they were so scared. Like yeah, that short distance, anybody could swing by. Oh, for sure. Pick me up. Never know. 
Um, but I, oh. I learned how real quick to take side streets and yeah, cut some fields. Oh, shit. yeah. We rode our bikes everywhere, too. It was, yeah. like, normal. But yeah. uh, we're at an hour and 30. I don't know if you want to do the next five today or you want to wait till the next podcast. No, we can wait. Because uh, Michael's going to still go and then we got, questions got the questions. It's going to be like two hours, two and a half. But I mean, I unless know. you want to keep going, it's up uh, to you. That's true. We're good. We're good. You, Michael? We're good. Okay. Those are interesting, though. You could definitely do those. All right. So this one is kind of a spooky one, dude. Spooky. So you can be able to sleep at night after this, all right? You better hold me tonight. You, okay. I should turn the lights off, dude. Dude, it'll be better if I turn the lights off. It's like the whole sun. The blinds. <laughs> you can if you want. <laughs> Eternal. Alright. So this is call I call this the haunting party store. Okay. Haunting party party store. Party store. I made, it, brighter. I made I made it tied up. <laughs> so a man a man named Mario Lara opened his party and event store in Guadalajara, Mexico. Guadalajara? Guadalajara, Mexico. <laughs> okay. As soon as Mario moved in his store, lots of unexplained events started to take place. Mario claims that one of his piñatas always seems to fall over and even, from time to time, move place to place. Move on its own. It's creepy. After he started noticing that, he placed it in the restroom and locked it up. And then later... He went on Facebook Live and recorded this. We don't know. Okay, so the piñata's on the floor. He's talking. If it is possessed or what? I'm going to translate. It's just in the bathroom on the floor. But every morning, we find that piñata on the floor. Which is very weird. But the weird thing is... Can you pause real quick? Okay, so there's a piñata on the bathroom floor. It has hair. I don't know if you want to describe it for the people. It has hair, lipstick, eyelashes. Yeah. It looks like a little girl. Yeah, yeah. And a little, what would you say, swimsuit on? Kind of like a dress. Yeah, like a dress. Yeah. Okay. And, okay. Um, and he has a candle in the bathroom. And he has a candle in the bathroom. On a toilet seat. Just think of that until we get the video film. We got to kind of explain it. Yeah. Again. Okay. You want me to translate it? Like yeah, keep translating. Yeah, that's working. So he's talking. In Spanish. Today we found it on our floor again. Yesterday I had this piñata up on his feet. I left it. I'm going to pick it up. Dude, it's so creepy looking. I left it like this. He left it on the corner of the bathroom. Standing up. Standing up. Leaned over where he can't fall over. And he closes the door. He locked the bathroom door. Every time we leave it here, it, it seems to just fall to the floor. Okay, pause it real quick. So he owns a piñata store is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah, and he's parties. got like all sorts of piñatas. Like, like anything for like parties, you know, like mm-hmm. plates, napkins. Oh, okay. So I, I saw Buzz Lightyear, Superman. Yeah, yeah. They're like figurines like of piñatas, like yes. actual people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. After leaving the piñata in the restroom for a while, he returns to check up on it. Let's take a look okay, at so it. So he's coming back. It's on the floor. It's on the floor. 
The way he leaned it up, it wouldn't have fell over. Yeah, it's in a different spot. This is what I say. Oh, my heart. Why is there a candle in there? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, uh, he has a camera in there recording it. Oh, so the candle's still mm-hmm. lighting. So there's lighting. Okay, 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 okay. I got you, got you. This dude's terrified. He's got goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps. Damn. Just as he claims on his Facebook, the pinata falls to the restroom floor. Now, of course, this could simply be gravity at work, and it's certainly not evidence of anything supernatural. Interesting. But then things... But yeah. Shout out to New Top 5. Okay, so the pinata's coming down. Right. And he's recording it. Does it go any further? It goes a little bit, but I don't know. Fast forward. So late one night, he gets an alert on his phone that movement was detected in his store. He goes to his computer and pulls up the CCT footage and finds something weird. Okay. So what are we looking at now? So you're looking at video of his like um, store of his store, and you see two pinatas hanging okay. on a string. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're hanging. I thought they were standing. And one of the pinatas just starts to spin. Just spinning. And it spins more rapidly. Dude, that is violently. creepy. And there's no wind. Dude, no way. Yeah, fuck you. It's spinning fast. Like, like you'd no, have to push it hard. There's, there's no wind. There's yeah, no way you, for this thing to move on its own. Dude, that's crazy. I like this, dude. <laughs> okay. On another day, Shit. one of his co-workers starts to restock one of the shelves mm-hmm. when a plastic tray gets flung across the room and a co-worker starts to run away and scream. Dude. Here's the footage of... It's the same the same footage where those two pinatas are hanging, but this is daytime when they're okay. working. Okay. We definitely need to get cameras. This dude, is so I'm, I awesome. I know, dude. Like, I'm, I want to do a lot of these videos. Okay, yeah. I'm down for that. This is cool. Look behind her where the plastic plates and okay. stuff are at. Dude, hell no, dude. Dude, what the heck are you? Dude, that's unexplainable. That's a drywall. It's against a wall. Yeah, that's drywall. Nothing is there. Dude, can you run that one back one more time? Sorry, that one was crazy. Okay, there's drywall, and it's on a shelf, and it's just these plates just fly. See that? Dude, that's... Do you think it's evil? I mean, it's it's not trying to hurt her. It's just I don't um, know. I I guess you'll get into it. I think I think it's pretty. It's yeah. not it's not good. I'll okay, say that okay. Much. Sorry. Get it. You you got it. I say it's not that good. Okay. Another late night, he gets another late alert about a movement detected, and finds out his store is extremely haunted. Oh shoot. So this is in the same area, but different. This is a different area okay. of a store where you see a, a group of piñatas, right? They all have eyes. They all have eyes, yes. But I'm just playing. Okay. The camera starts to unfunction, right? It goes black. Yeah. It turns which is on. Creepy. But look, look at the piñatas. 
Oh, he- no, dude. A scary face starts to rise from the Hell eyes. no, dude. And the lights go off again. Are you seeing this? You can dude, that was the creepiest thing I've gone. ever seen. I've never seen anything like that before. Dude, that's insane. Hell that no. Dude, can we look at the face one more time? I'm sorry, dude. Like, I can't explain this face. It looks like a skull with hair on it just pops out. She has, like, beady <laughs> eyes and, like, a big old... You can't even see the mouth. I don't know if it's smiling. It's, like, blood. Does she, is she looking at the camera, so like, I'm, on purpose? I'm guessing she does. What do you do if you see that? Quit. I'm going fucking... <laughs> I'm moving somewhere no. else, dude. Oh, my God, dude. My, my ass is leaving when I saw the paper plates fly. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For sure. Oh, man, dude, uh, or the thing spin. Like, it's pretty crazy, dude. Okay. This is the last one. Okay. Two days later, Mario gets a, another late alert. But this time, he didn't catch anything weird or paranormal. Uh-huh. And think maybe, okay, someone could actually be breaking in. or no, like robbing or something. Mm-hmm. Burglarizing. So he gets up. And goes to a store in the middle of the night. And. But this time. Because this his man. He's he's posting all of this on his Facebook. Yeah. I tried to find the page. I, I couldn't find it. Okay. So I, I just went off this guy's video. Mm-hmm. Nukes Top 5. Amazing content. But for some reason he goes to the store when so he, he gets emotional. So he goes to the store. He doesn't think it's. He thinks it's like. Oh. Because someone can be burglarizing. Oh, he actually, okay. Yeah, because he didn't see any weird, like, paranormal stuff. Mm-hmm. But this time, he goes on his Facebook Live. So this is live on his Facebook, so people are watching it. You doing this, Gabriel? What? What he's doing? No. <laughs> you letting no. your place get burglarized? See you, dog. I'll burn that <laughs> bitch to the ground. <laughs> All right. It's a rusty lock. Yeah, that place looks fucking creepy. Okay, he's walking in the store. There's pinatas, of course. It's all dark. There's chips. He's turning on the light. The lights won't turn on. He's oh. trying to turn the lights on. Hell no. He cusses. So he's walking to the back of the store. Mm-hmm. Is this in Mexico? Yes, Guadalajara, New Mexico. Hey, wait, that don't surprise me, though. And his live stream starts to lag, too. Okay. Now we're getting out of hand. so freaking dark bro and it's like I'm out, I'm out I know Gabriel's doing this dude. no fuck you and you remember <laughs> you remember that creepy face in that pinata yeah oh, I don't want to see it bro please dude turn on the lights he's still looking around lights are off he's trying to see if anyone's there nothing's yeah. there I'm going to turn the light off why and leave so he's got his camera phone light on of course yes Mm-hmm. I'm going to. I hear a noise over there. Don't go, dude. Well. Okay, he's walking out, it seems like. Oh, it's lagging. Bruh. Lagging yeah. again. We blew out. <gasps> the pinata. We blew out. We blew out the candle for safety reasons. Okay, get ready. Okay. No. Everything appears to be normal. Okay, pause it. That, that pinata... From the very beginning. Yes, same piñata. 
He's looking directly at it. The one with the the girl with the yeah. hair. Okay. But that's not it. No one wanted to come with me. I don't blame them. No, dude. You see it? Yes. Bro, fuck you. Explain right what's happening. There, dude. No. So, that creepy, demonic face you see peeking up from the piñata is basically in a corner of his ceiling. Like, like, looking, like looking over the... I think it's a balloon. Oh, that's a balloon. Okay. That's a balloon, but this is right there. Okay. But I, I think so. Basically, what they do is they, they built a wall that doesn't go all the way to the top. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's a parapet kind of, wall. Like, yeah. And mm-hmm. so, um, it's that creepy figure is peeking over it. Okay. And he sees it. Yeah, he runs. He freaking runs. <laughs> Rewind it, dude. Oh, does it show it? This time his stream is glitching and lagging severely. He hears an odd sound coming from somewhere inside the store. Dude. When he looks up. He's horrified. Heck. The same figure he captured on CCTV only two days earlier seems to be hiding in the shadows and the raptures of his Crazy. I wish someone Mario makes a run for it and soon after just turns off his Facebook live midstream. Not me, but I wish somebody would just stand there, walk up to it. What do you think happens? So look, that's that's what I'm afraid of because yeah. the way I react to shit, like everybody just that natural reaction. I'm, no, no. I'm going to go I'm going to punch it. You're gonna climb up there. No, but I'm grab a ladder. I'm gonna throw shit at it. Like I'm trying to. I'm gonna fucking throw. You're not things. running. No, because at that point, my biggest fear is if I try to run for it, it's gonna try to kill me as I'm running away. You don't run backwards. No, fuck no. Well, Don't coordinate for that. It's our natural reaction because you know that's our instinct. We no. see a predator, run. No, okay. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you a story. Okay. My six-year-old daughter, listening, came into my room one night. I was dead asleep. Mm-hmm. Dark as hell in my room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Don't. And I know I'm not even joking. She was standing outside of my bed, daddy, and scared the shit out of me, bro. <laughs> Her hair was wild. Bro, I was <laughs> I, I, I I almost threw her through the fucking wall, oh bro. My, God, my, my, initial, my initial reaction is not to run away. Oh it's to whatever. You're not, I'm going to kill you before you kill me type shit. Now, I didn't do anything to my kid. Oh, I was about to say. Because I, I, was, I <laughs> yeah. snapped out of it. But I was terrified, bro. You know how they do those videos where people like are mannequins and oh, some yeah, people yeah. run and then some people punch? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You'd be the puncher. Yes. and But that's why I'm afraid of it. Because, like I said, I, my biggest fear is I don't want to run away and it like kill me from behind, right? Yeah. But if I go up and punch it, I'm for sure gonna fucking die. It's a par- it's a demon. It's a paranormal spirit. So sketchy. You know what I mean? It's something that I can't explain. I, yeah. The chances of me dying or, or punching it are a lot bigger than me running away. But I can't. I'd, I I would be scared to run away. What if he just walks up to it though? Like, what do you think happens to him? Does it possess him? Or probably, they'll probably like duck or fade away. Yeah, probably. They always do it like. So they just do it to scare you. You think it's a skinwalker or it's a something else? Cause that looked like a real thing. It didn't look like no ghost or nothing. But yeah. I've never seen a ghost. So I don't know, dude. That was interesting. Yeah, fucking scary. That was real cool. You should do that more often. Like, I was scared. When we get cameras, and then you can when post it cameras, on TikTok. There's, there's basically a part two to this. Oh, dude, I'm down. Bet. We can. I'll go get the stands today if you want. If y'all use y'all's phones. Yeah, I'll use my phone. 
Okay. And then the best quality camera. And then we'll get the lights and then. You want to go to Best Buy with me? Yeah, I'm down. I'm down. Bet. Dude, that would be real cool for the TikTok, bro. That's crazy (laughs) to be like, to see that live. That was um, sketchy, dude. After that, you took like a long vacation. (laughs) (laughs) You left. He was like, like, I'm out. I would have sold my fucking store. Me too. Do you think it was haunting in the building or was it with the piñatas? Well, it was like that already. Oh, that's why they moved out. Like, it was automatically. He didn't want them there, mm. but it's crazy. We that's think, scary, we think, bro. You think, that's, you think that's real? I mean, probably. probably. Because the light thing, the um, the camera like messing up, and the coworker just that thing just flung you across the room. Yeah, that thing was that was the Facebook Live. The fact that he went live with it was yeah, pretty interesting. Most people just. For that one. Dude, that's interesting, dude. I like that a lot. You're definitely the hunting guy. I'm telling you, I, I, I love those. I got dude. a lot of these, bro. Those are interesting. I got a lot. You should do more of those for sure, for sure. Alright. Anything else bad? Y'all good? Yeah. Alright. We always like to end the show with some questions. Deep talk, just getting to know each other, getting to know us. And uh, I got some questions for y'all. <clears throat> These might not be as good as last week's, but they're all right. I'm sure they'll be fine. Okay. What do you believe stands between you and complete happiness? Anyone want to go? They can just go. Um. <laughs> Michael pulled up the hinge dating app. <laughs> for sure is self-doubt 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 is uh, probably the biggest factor in complete happiness no but like you particularly yeah me yeah okay like for me my biggest factor is self-doubt do you doubt yourself like how from a from what Um, standpoint like confidence like my ability to accomplish things oh okay uh i don't confidence was a big thing when i was younger Mm mm-hmm but it's not a big thing now for me. Um, it's not that I'm not. It's not that I. You're cocky. I, it's something? not that I'm confident because I'm still not confident. Oh, okay. But I, I, being confident or not confident doesn't concern me anymore. So I guess that makes me confident. Yeah. Because sure. it, it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not something I worry about anymore. Is mm-hmm. confidence is because I got so much other shit that I'm worried about mm-hmm. that I got to take care of and handle. And makes sense. Deal with that. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit if I'm confident or not? I really don't care if people like me or not. Yeah. I'm a very, I, I, I hope that I'm a very likable person. But I'm, you don't live off that. But like, it's not like I have to have people like me in order for me to strive. If you don't like me, fuck it. You yeah. Know what I mean? Bye. Makes sense. I'll be like that, dude. You, Michael? What? What question? <laughs> what do you believe stands between you and complete happiness? Hmm. Happiness. Deep. It is deep. Like, I feel like happiness is always a chase. Like, you're not going to obtain a certain thing and just be happy like money right cars girls it's always a chase but i feel like gabriel hit a good one like he pointed out his own insecurity and said maybe if this it lead me to more happiness yeah kind of like pursuing for something and mm-hmm. like accomplishing it mm-hmm. like kind of like you know yes i, I did this yeah like accomplish something mm-hmm. yeah that so that really would make you, that makes you like feel complete more Mm-hmm. 
yeah, I agree. Like, I like Gabriel's point, the the confidence thing, because I feel like introverted people have a harder time yeah. with that, I, for sure. I will say, uh, yeah, I have confidence, too. Mm-hmm. I don't have a lot of confidence like I used to. I feel like you're way, you're a lot more confident than you used to be. Yeah, but on certain areas, I'm not especially confident. talking to people. I remember like even talking to like people at gas stations and stuff yeah. wasn't your thing, and now you can you can just be like, "What's up, man? Like, how's your day going?" And stuff. Like twenty on two, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what's the one thing you wish to accomplish before you die? Travel the world. That's a good one. Like I want, I want to live in New Zealand. I want to have my life in New Zealand, like Dude. a chapter in my life. That'd be legit. Like somewhere so far away. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. That'd be like cool. Like Australia, New Zealand, somewhere. You know, mm-hmm. Madagascar. I don't care. Just have that story in your life. Yeah, yeah. Like, I used to live there. That would be I awesome. I had a family. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, I'm not a traveler, so I, I don't, I don't think I could do that. But. Probably seeing success in my kids. Like having your. Your success for your kids or having them successful? Having them successful. Oh, okay. My, I, you know, and, and I'm still, I'm only, I'm only going to be 29 this year. Mm-hmm. And so I still have a lot of life to live. So my success, oh. if, if, I, if we keep doing what we're doing and I just keep pushing and pursuing and mm-hmm. trying to get things done, then my success is going to come. And that's fine. Like, cool, good for me. But, but the only reason I'm trying to be successful now is because I want to be able to give my kids opportunities that I didn't have. Yeah. So that way they can be more successful when they grow up. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that changes over when you have kids and when you don't like, yeah. you're yeah. thinking about your kids. Michael's is like living in New Zealand. Right. But if he had a kid, maybe that changed. Right. If I had a kid, maybe that changed. Yeah. I, I also like have a kid too. I would like to have a family before I die. Yeah. That's like an accomplishment. Uh, yeah. yeah. And that to... seems like a simple accomplishment, but like, it's like, it's hard. It's hard. Yeah. It is so hard. Bro. <laughs> it is hard. Yeah. Especially, I wasted seven years <laughs> to stay with that one woman and to stay. Yeah, with yeah it's, 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 not, it's not easy. It's not easy. And it's, you know, like most people weren't taught like that. But your parents stayed together, so you had like a great example of. Mm-hmm. But other people like harder. I got awesome parents. Mm-hmm. Okay, is technology making people dumber or smarter? I say more. Um, well obviously it's making us more intelligent as far as stuff that we know we can figure out but it's also making us more turning us into sheep making us more lazy more reliant on it you know instead of instead of doing the work and finding out the facts yourself Mm -hmm. um you can just google it you're just like oh look what Look what everybody else is doing online. That they're look at the side they're taking. So I'm gonna just gonna take that side instead of really like digging down and and, and kind of forming your own opinion on things, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like politics and like views of the world and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, because you can tell when a person follows people and when a person forms their own opinions. Mm-hmm. Because when a when a person forms their own opinions on things, whether it be politics or whatever it is, it can be anything. Um, they're going to give you things that they like from both sides of the argument. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And you're going to be like, why are you mixing those together? But it makes sense to them. Like, okay, this makes sense on this side, but I don't agree with this mm-hmm. that they say. So I'm like, this makes more sense of that yeah. topic on this side. And so, but when you got people that just follow everything that they see online, um, you're definitely, 
nothing that this side of the argument says. They're like, oh, fuck everything they say. They, mm-hmm. they don't make any sense. They're so stupid. So you can definitely see where it's definitely making us where we people are having less of their own opinion than just following what the yeah. masses want them to follow. Yeah. You know what I mean? I feel like it's making us more like we can be fact demons all day long. Like, yeah. oh, this fact, this fact. I Google this fact, this fact, right. this fact. But as far as like survivability goes, oh yeah, if everything went away, no one would survive. Like the population would decrease by billions without technology because no one knows how to hunt, no one knows how to farm, no one knows how to right. do anything to self, you know, right to take care of yourself and stuff like that. So as far as smarter, yes, intelligent wise, yes, but survivability, common no. sense, yeah, man. common sense. Do you think that? Okay, let me ask you this. Do you think that farmers would be would become if okay if everything if everything went away? Remember how they talk about how the, when the poles would switch, all the technology is gonna like go down and stuff. Mm-hmm. Remember that. So if that happened and all the technology went mm-hmm. down, do you think like people like farmers um, would They'd be, be gods? Yeah, like would, would would they be like leaders? Like people would would go to them for leadership because be obviously politicians. Yeah, because obviously they're the they're the people that have that own the land. They know how to work the land, and so they would be the one to say, "This is how you do it." Farmers and hunters. They have the food, right? Butchers would be vice presidents. Butchers, because uh, people don't know how to. You you don't know what to eat. Like yeah. if you killed a cow, what are you cutting off of it that well, you're yeah, gonna eat? But it's, just, it's just like back in the day, people that that knew the trades were the ones that kind of took mm-hmm. control of things. Yeah, and then it slowly developed to where people that are people that were leaders, mm-hmm. like over time, people that. It's not like the the blacksmith was like the top number one guy, mm-hmm. right? And then over time, the leader became somebody that didn't know anything. Yeah, but like they man. were they were a str- like they had a good sense, like they were able to say, "All right, I need you to do this, you do that." You know, well, what they I mean? know how to politic, yeah, delegate. Mm-hmm. And then over, but then those people were very strong and admirable leaders. And now I think it's kind of developed into where the leaders leadership's kind of soft, and mm-hmm. they they don't really know how to delegate very yeah. well. Um, it's because they're, they're idiots. Yeah. They're relying on technology. Mm-hmm. And you think about it, like you said, the farmers would be top of the food chain. Right. If we didn't have like all this technology. Think how we treat like the farmers and like the essential workers you saw during the pandemic. Right. Sure. You don't know how much you need them until you need them. Right. So it's like, I can see both points. Michael? You, you remember seeing um, like farmers, like this dude had like onion farm. Mm-hmm. He threw like, 20 tons of onions what just i mean tons of onions just tons of onions is a lot because you couldn't sell them wow because epidemic you know when everything got yeah, shut yeah. down mm-hmm. i was like dude like, that's crazy how much stuff they produce but couldn't yeah they probably lost a lot and some yeah. of them had to well like kind of burn their crops or something mm-hmm. like that that's what happened to the marijuana industry in canada not with the pandemic but whenever the country legalized marijuana as a whole it really the marijuana industry took a big hit. Like they were throwing pot in rivers and shit. Why? Because wouldn't that be good? Well, no, because certain. So let's like in the states, like certain certain states have legalized pot. Certain states haven't. Yeah. So certain um, so certain provinces up there had legalized pot, and they were growing. They had acres of land to grow pot. Well, now mm-hmm. that pot's they go across the whole country. Now everyone's everybody's doing growing it. pot. Yeah. So it's like, what the fuck are we supposed to do? All this extra, it's gonna go bad. Does weed go bad? I'm pretty sure it's a plant. It has a life cycle. It has a lifespan. Search it, Michael. Does weed go bad? You can add a tab. No, dude, don't leave hinge. <laughs> <laughs> Does we- weed go bad? 
judge my spelling, dude. <laughs> when stored properly, dried cannabis keeps for six months to a year. Okay. Hmm. It loses potency. Yeah. And aroma. Interesting. Interesting. So I wonder why they threw it away. Did they not store it? Or maybe they had stored it. Yeah, right? maybe it was like pre-stored. And at that point, it's like, oh, fuck. It's almost, no. Yeah, that was interesting. We're at 156. All right. <clears throat> Do we have free will or is everything predestined? What is y'all's opinion? That's a, comp- that's a complex that's question. That's a hard question, right? Um, we got free will, dude. Think we have free will? Why? If I want to. I could fucking run into a building right now with my car. But will you? I think I think so, everything's predestined. I think I think it's both. Because think about it. You're you're destined. No matter what you do, do in life, mm-hmm. is you're gonna fucking be born and you're gonna die. Yeah. So your life death is, is already pre death is inevitable. Is inevitable. Inevitable. Death <laughs> is inevitable. Yeah. So no matter what, you're gonna die. Mm-hmm. But how soon you die, um, how you die, that that that's all up to you. Because Michael could go off and get into a street race and die in a car crash. You could go and piss some the wrong guy off and he shoots you. But you know, is that how we were meant to die though? Like no, since we were born, that's, that, that's why it's free will. Because so you think it's a mixture? You, yeah, because you can. No matter what, you're gonna die. Yeah. That's your destiny. That's no your destiny. What. No matter what, you're gonna fucking die. But do you think every move is planned? Is what I'm saying. Like, no. you don't think so? No. Well, tell me to rip this bat, dude. Rip it. Nope. <laughs> Free will, dude. See, See, that means we have the will to choose. But God said that you weren't supposed to rip it. <laughs> See, and He's still telling no, you not to. Rip it. I think it's it's, <laughs> it's always Schrodinger's cat. Yeah, I think that was like the perfect point. It's a mixture. Yeah. Like you said, you're always destined to die. But how, but how and when you die and what you accomplish in your life is completely up to you. Okay. If Michael wanted to be a bum all his life and never go to work again and watch, you know, My Little Pony porn on TV every day. Hey, dude. I'm just saying, like, if you wanted to do that, you could. That's what he does. <laughs> no. I'm projecting on you, though. I'm, um, I'm projecting. <laughs> but you know what I mean? The way you choose to live your life is yeah. that's that's your choice. But no matter what you do, you're still gonna die. I remember I was a bum for three months. Horrible I was a bum for a month. That was the worst month of my life. Dude, I've been a bum before too. It's everybody has. That's when I got uh, Dark Matter on Black Ops Three, dude. I was a bum. Let's play Black Ops Three. I'm smoking. Dude. You should transfer it. You I should lost, be able to transfer. Since I'm on a different console, it's like it's all about Xbox. I'm champion. It's shit Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, next question. Who decided what's right and wrong? I think it's in your nature. It just, you know. That just, comes back to like the wolf boy. The or wolf like, boy? Yeah, like if you're too. raised with wolves, isn't your nature different than when if you're raised with humans? So wouldn't your nature, quote unquote, be different? Or is it predetermined in us what's right or wrong? Right, I say it is because, well, when you're young, you don't know right from wrong. Then when you get older, you know right from wrong. Like you know, killers, they know it's wrong, but they still do it. Like Jeffrey Epstein, he mm-hmm. remember he said, "Why is something that feels so good so bad?" Mm-hmm. 
Like he knows he's in the wrong. Like, but like, who decided what's who right decided, or wrong? It just is it just our human it culture? Just, it just is it the society? Like, Part of our society. In our society, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. uh, back in the day, like Edgar Allan Poe, he was like thirty something, thirty eight, whatever, and he married a fourteen year old, fourteen year old girl, and that was right. You know, it wasn't wrong mm-hmm. in that time. Yeah, this is now time. it's like you might as well be a damn murderer. You'd be more accepted than that. <laughs> so it's basically just people made the rules, yeah. and when you're born into them, you're born into them. I'm just yeah. contradicting myself right now. <laughs> what, uh, <laughs> yeah. What was the question? Uh, who determined? Who decided what's right and wrong? Like some would say it's God, some would say it's people, some would say I think it's people. I think people will always determine what's right or wrong. Mm-hmm. But I mean, no. But I think it's it's. But I don't think it comes from like a a controlling place. I don't think when I don't I don't I don't believe that when somebody said, "Hey, you can't do that," they were. I mean, in some instances, yeah. Like you talk about prohibition and things like that. Like yeah. But I'm talking about like when you when you go down to like black and white, good and evil. I don't think that ever came from a a controlling standpoint because clearly it's not okay to. Like Michael said too, touch little kids. It's not it's not okay to go off and kill somebody, out of you know ever. Well, our society tells us it's not. No, but back in the day when murder was legal, and you could get you Which could I'm, hang people, and it was like and like North Korea, like you were explaining, <clears throat> you know. But that, like I said again, that's a way of controlling people, because mm-hmm. why were these people being hung? You know, you talk about you look at like the age of pirates and stuff. Like they were, well, because they were going around, they were robbing people. Because mm-hmm. there's always, there always has to be some kind of um, structure mm-hmm. in society. Because then you get anarchy, mm-hmm. and I, I know, I know an anarchist, um, but I don't. It's like there's the the line is so blurred, though, between everything that it's kind of hard to, like. You can say, I don't want you controlling me, but think about it. If we didn't have rules to be controlled by, then it would, it would be nuts. It would be mm-hmm. a madhouse. But I don't, I don't, I think the, like the justification, like, yes, I get it that those people, they were pillaging and they were robbing and they were murdering people. So you hung them as punishment. But you know what I mean? That's still bad. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it any better just because of what they did. But it was like, there's always going to be necessary evil in the world. So right and wrong was determined by people, basically. Yeah. But, it, but I, again, I, I don't think at the, at the base of it, it never came from. I think it, it came from um, this is what's fair, not we're trying to control you. Because it's fair to like, you think about it. If you went off and you killed 45 people and then they put you in the electric chair, that's fair. You killed 45 people. You deserve to lose your life. In human rules, it's fair. Right. But maybe if, if I was the guy who killed 45 people, it's not fair. So it's not right, in my opinion. So basically, it's just the society no, you live in. fair. How is that not right? Well, if, if that was the case... You deserve then, to die. Then you should kill 45 of me if it was fair. You should reincarnate me forty-five times. But that would be technically but fair. It's, but it's it's it's, it's what, still unfair because I killed forty-five people yeah. and I'm the only one dying. But for it. but you, you get, should kill my family. You, you should kill. What, you get what you deserve. Forty-five of my children's children, children. I yeah, guess. but you can't do that. I know because eye for an eye makes a whole world blind. So if I'm trying to kill forty-five in your family and generations on, then 
That's not fair. Well, that's technically fair. The word technical. In math terms, uh, it'd be fair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? saying? I see what you're saying. But yeah, I get what you're saying. Too. But I'm just saying, I guess people made what's right and wrong. Right. And we didn't have a choice because we were but, born into but, it. But morally, it, it... Yeah, morally is a whole different thing. Yeah, but he's like, like okay, if, if you go if you go steal something from the store right now, you're going to feel bad about it. Mm-hmm. You're going to get this pit in your stomach. Mm-hmm. And the reason people are able to continue to steal or continue to murder or continue to rape is because they do it so much that they become numb. Yeah. I don't care what anybody says. You're you're never okay with doing something bad the, for the first time. You're when never, I saw you do cars, I didn't care. You're never, I felt excitement, bro. You're never going to care. <laughs> yeah, but you still had this knot in your stomach because you could have got caught. But no, I don't want to Oh, care. yeah, the knot, yeah. That's what I'm saying. I'm yeah. So that, that's your that's your content telling you that morally, like, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing this. But our society taught us that's wrong. The wolf boy who was raised by wolves, if he came in and grabbed something off the shelf, and they said, hey, that's stealing. He wouldn't feel that because he, he grabs fruit off the trees all the time. And it's fair. It's that's free. interesting. But I guess, yeah, I guess that's a different topic for a different day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right. <clears throat> all right. How important do you have to be to be considered assassinated and not murdered? What's the very bottom to be assassinated? Damn, that's crazy. That's, that's weird to think about. It is, right? Like, we would be murdered if someone killed us. I think, no, you're right. Because, no, that's, I don't know. Is it only when you fight for social justice that you'd be assassinated? No. No, right? I didn't think so either. No, at that point, you'd be like a martyr. You'd be a nobody mm-hmm. to assassinate You think so? Because no. this girl, she hired an assassin to kill her husband. But wouldn't that, would they say her husband was murdered? Or would they say her husband was assassinated? Well, they're not gonna know they assassinated. Well, if he's hired to, I mean, if you if you hire somebody, then yeah, you're you're, you're if you, somebody was hired to kill you, you're assassinated. Okay, that makes sense. But um, maybe that's the term then. But I mean, I guess if you're, but Raw's right though, because like, look at John Wilkes Booth, he assassinated, assassinated. Abraham Lincoln. He didn't murder Abraham Lincoln. That's not. They never tell us that he was. He assassinated. MLK assassinated. He was assassinated. John F. Kennedy assassinated, not murdered. Raul Sainz murdered. Yeah. Brutally murdered by mm. his two co-hosts. <laughs> but I don't know if like you like Michael was saying, if you technically hire an assassin, you're assassinated. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that kind of makes sense too. So I don't know where the line goes there. Just depends where. how deep the media. Yeah. But I think I thought assassination was always for famous and like influential people, but I guess you put it that way. Yeah. Unless the price range is different. <laughs> How much you charging? Don't answer that, dude. It's a setup. You give it. All right. Last question. And this one's very controversial. It's a two-part question. Should you eat pizza with a fork and knife? Oh, my God. Probably our most controversial topic. No. Yet. <laughs> I feel like a damn king. Yeah, yeah however you want, though. I don't care. Like a royal. If someone. You should not dirty your hands. If someone is at your pizza party and you just have. You're outside and you just bring the pizza and plates. Yeah. And someone says, hey, where's your fork and knife? It's like. Uh, what are you doing? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's like. It's like how George Costanza eats a Snickers bar. How did he? With a fork and knife. 
it's the same like it's it don't if he says hey can you run to the store for me and grab me a fork and knife i can't eat pizza yeah george costanza i can't eat pizza with uh my hands do you go to the store and get a fork and knife for him no you should have brought your own and that's how you (laughs) if that bro if that's how you eat pizza then you need to fucking go go get your own goddamn fork and knife you should have brought it that's disgusting dude look at this okay but he puts the snicker on. Oh, no. See what I mean, bro? No, dude. <laughs> That's sick. He's eating a snicker with a fork and knife. This dude. <laughs> did he do it just because that guy did it? Yeah. That's something George like, do. So, like, that guy did it, and then <laughs> Elaine told him about it, and he's doing it. That's hilarious, dude. That's great. I mean, you eat a cake with fork and knife. Oh, bro. I, I. So do you sleep that man at your party? <laughs> no, I'm gonna tell him. I'm gonna right. get the fuck out of here, bro. If you, if you knew you eat pizza with a fork and knife, you should have brought your own fucking fork and knife. Don't be dirty in my dishes for some. God, yeah, like, like pineapples on pizza, bro. That, that's the what next question. That's the next question. You, you pineapples eat, on pizza, go, do Michael. Do you eat watermelon and the fucking green shit? Yeah. Hey, get out of here, dude. <laughs> Do you Probably. like pineapple on pizza? Yeah. That's like eating a pineapple with the damn shell. Bro, I don't sit there and, with the shell. <laughs> and criticize you for not eating anything delicious. So What's don't delicious? sit there and... <laughs> huh? What's delicious? Okay, this man goes to Taco Bell and uh, gets a Nacho wait. Bell Grande. Hold uh, the Grande. Dude, that no, is true. No, Meat and cheese true. only. No, Just no. order nachos, man. bro. I'm about to, about to debunk your ass. <laughs> order you nachos. Remember, you remember when we go to Roosevelt, dude? We had the Nacho okay. Bell Grande. It was meat what? and cheese only. No. Yeah, They never called only. it that, bro. Nacho Grande. It was called Nacho Grande. Nah, Nacho Bell Grande. I, I, don't, I don't remember I don't this. It, it, says, it was Nacho Grande. Bro. At the snack bar? No, it's like the like a meal. Bro, like that's, pizza. Oh, okay, that's okay, okay, nachos, okay. bro. It's called Nacho Grande. Okay, I guess they call it Grande because there's, there's meat in it. Okay, explain to the people what does Michael get at Taco Bell? He gets fucking Nacho Na- Grande. Na- Nacho Bell Grande. No beans or onions or tomatoes or whatever. No, else no, no sour cream. cream. No, no sour cream. No sour tomato. Cream. I don't no. like that shit. No cheese. No, no, no cum, which is sour cream. No, sour cream is amazing. And no beans. He said, just give me a bowl of chips. <laughs> just give me some chips. I don't. Look. Yeah, I remember one time I told this guy that I want a nacho bell grande with meat and chips. A meat and cheese only. And this dude literally put meat and cheese. No chips. <laughs> no fucking anything, bro. It was just meat. It was like a soup. That's what you get for getting was, meat complicated. Yeah, he was giving you what you I deserve, I was like, this dude. motherfucker. Dude. That's, that, I was like, this motherfucker, that's what he gets. He was riding the world's wrong. Look, I'm basically look, drunk it, dog. Listen to me. <laughs> Did listen you to take me. it home? I went to Walmart Park a lot. I can't. <laughs> I'm so sad. Dude. I can't wait. I can't wait for the day. that I, I don't care if we're 65 years old. Okay. And Michael calls me and was like, dude, like what? I just like cook. I just ate bell peppers for the first time, and they're amazing. And I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna yep. weep tears of joy. Me too. And we're gonna celebrate that moment. Take that, that happens, momentous occasion. That's true. If that happened to me, just know my taste buds are gone, dude. <laughs> you got COVID. I can't taste anything. <laughs> like your brother, dude. His evolution of what he dude, eats, he really did have an evolution. He had an evolution, bro. In front of our eyes, I was. You about? It was beautiful. He eats jalapenos now. He, he eats anything, bro. Anything. No, he, he does he not. He said, I, "I'll try it," and he's like, "It's pretty good." No, and then he starts. He eating. does not, bro. He has 
this man was had the same yeah. taste as you. Same. No, he don't. Y'all had the same taste. At buds. the beginning, yes. He was not picky. I was picky. I was picky too. I didn't even like no, tacos okay. no, 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 for a while. No. You know, okay. When you go to the drive-through of a place and you tell them I want a number one with a Coke, and that's all you say, mm-hmm. then you're not picky. But when mm-hmm. you start saying, "Well, I want Plain some, and dry. I want double cheeseburgers, <laughs> I want pickles and ketchup only," then well, you're guess picky. what? Guess and, what, dude? And that's how your brother was when we first started hanging out, and now. He don't do that shit. Guess what, dude? What? I went to McDonald's last night, right? Uh-huh. I said, give me a number 12. I don't know what number 12 is. It's a chicken nuggets. That's probably what it no, is. No, no. It's fucking burger. It's basically, give me a burger. Okay. That's all I said. Mm-hmm. Put everything on it, bro. When I went home, I took it off. Because <laughs> <laughs> hey. they're probably going to fuck it up anyways. That's true. Hey, that's evolution because you'll still have a little bit on the bun. Yeah, I like the... I don't like the too residue. much of it. Like, my, I, I started, you know, getting my burgers of mustard, but not too much. It's so evolution slowly. I'm sick of you, man. I'm fucking slowly. I can't wait till Michael has that date with his girlfriend's mom. Dude, don't do that. And she cooks enchiladas with onions. Oh my god, I'll fucking broke up with her, dude. And they're like, Michael, why aren't you eating? And that's what you see that kind of mindset. You're never gonna have family, though. Huh? Well, what am I supposed to do? (laughs) Just fucking cry and eat it? Make compromises. Yeah, you you bring a microwave dinner. Dude, I'll be, like, be crying. This is nasty. Why are you wrong? I said, my grandma used to make this. Start crying, dude. Oh, you don't got to eat? That's, That's a way funny. to get out of it. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh. I remember grandma. You're going to go like, uh, I want to ask your daughter's hand in marriage. Uh, no, you don't eat fucking onions, bro. Right. Get out of here. <laughs> you don't even like my fish. Oh, my God. Who are you going to get to cater your wedding? Taco Bell. Taco Bell. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I look like. Oh, that's funny. Is that it? Yeah. That's good? Yeah. That's hilarious. So, I'll see y'all next week. Next week for sure. Incognita. Mm-hmm.